Resident Evil 4. see greetings ladies and gentle monsters uh i am your host immortal brando and i'm joined here by these lovely probably some americans probably some not uh individuals <laughs> uh so yeah today we're going to be talking about resident evil 4 you know the game that if you ever heard about it you live under a fucking rock i'm gonna be honest with you all right, so um, to start off um, with my guest of honors here, I'm sort of with Black um, Shadow. Introduce yourself. Uh, yeah, hi everyone. Uh, everyone's keeping themselves safe in these very bizarre times. We still continue to find ourselves. Thank God it's 2021. We can put last year behind us. Uh, even though it has been a ridiculous week, but yeah, we're, we're pretty good. Uh, looking forward for uh, a pretty relevant topic, a pretty noble topic. Uh, should be good. All right, and uh, Devil Hunter James, introduce yourself. How's it going, folks? As he said, thank God it's not 2020. Um, unfortunately, things are still wild. Hello, this is no game plus. All right. <laughs> I, I I always think of the meme now where uh, it's it says yay it's uh 2020 is over. It says January 1st again. You're like oh no. Yeah. <laughs> all stuff March and December 32nd, all that sort of stuff. <laughs> Yep. Rely on the internet, eh? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Nicholas Cage, introduce yourself. Yes, Nikki, come on. Don't be shy. Oh, I was going to say, wait, is that me? <laughs> yes, you, Nicholas. <laughs> oh, my God, I hate you guys so much. I am, I, I'm out of here. I'm quitting. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> How can you hate the cage? Exactly. How can you no hate comment. the cage? <laughs> What's up, everyone? I'm just here for the party. I'm also really cold. Can someone give me a blanket? Wait, I have a blanket here. Never mind. Yeah, good job. Yeah, I'm always cold. Uh, warm up, woman. All right, um, PP and J, introduce uh, yourself. So, um, <laughs> I'm using my wife's Discord right now. Um, I'm Jared from Avalanche Reviews, and I'm happy to be here because I got some weird thoughts on RE4 that uh, I assume is going to start a lot of arguments, so that's why I was excited to show up. Oh, sweet, man. I can't wait for this one. Now you're making me excited. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Um, Queen Chicken, introduce yourself. Hello, guys. Um, I'm a streamer at Warden Shepherd. I recently played RE4 for the very first time, like over a month ago. Ooh. So, just there you are aware. Um, I may not know fully a lot about like in depth secrets, but I do like have a fresh perspective of the game. Hmm. All right. Oh, and unfortunately, we have Renegade Operative. Introduce yourself. Fuck you and nuke this planet. I'm done with it. <laughs> I don't feel too great today, but I'm going to roll with the punches and see what I can say about my favorite game. So here we go. All right. And I'll start this off with number one. 
uh, how did you discover Resident Evil 4 initially and um, what compelled you to play the game in the first place? Uh, whoever go first. I mean, Queen just mentioned. Seems a good place to start. Okay. Well, um, I my very first Resident Evil game was 6, and I really liked the idea, like the whole aspect of Resident Evil and the kind of story and the characters, and I wanted to get more in-depth to them. So I looked into the other games, and I found 4, and decided to stream every single game in, or in timeline order, and I recently played 4, and I really liked it, and that's how got me into it and played it. All right. Uh, who wanna go next? Um, I'll check. go if if you want. Yeah. Oh, go right ahead. All right. So I I was a lifelong Resident Evil fan. So when RE4 was coming out, that was I mean there was really no option. You, you know, you just had to pick it up. But I was I was in a lucky situation where I had a buddy who worked at GameStop, and he had a few demo discs uh, for kiosks, and he just threw me one and. um we were having a party one night, and I was like, yeah, let's put on some Resident Evil 4. Let's check it out. So I had, I had a really cool first experience, I feel like. What was on the demo? It was just the uh, village level, um, but it didn't have the intro with the uh, with the two guys driving Leon into the village or anything like that. It was, it was, it was actually really cool. Uh, there was a few different things about the demo, like um, I think the uh, the knife couldn't be equipped just with the L button. You couldn't just use it with the L button. You had to equip it from the menu, I believe. Oh, um, yeah, my memory that was one. Yeah, there was a few different idea. things for it, but uh, you did get a good vertical slice of the game from that demo. Hmm. Hmm. That's good. All right. Um, no, um, Black Shadow. Yeah, I'm try I was trying to think. Um, it has been some time. Um, I think I played this not long after it came out of release. I know I'd played one, two, and three. I hadn't played Code Veronica yet. Um, and I was definitely of the required age to play the game. To make sure <laughs> that's thrown out there. Um, but yeah, no, I had yeah, I obviously was well in hooked into the Resident Evil series. Uh I think I uh, borrowed this off a friend originally. I think we had RE4. Um we played it. I think we got about like six months or so afterwards. Um and I borrowed it for him. Uh thought, well, you know, time to see what Terrasney was got new. Uh played it, was very, very impressed. Had um thoughts that have changed a bit over time, which we'll obviously delve into over the course of the series. Um, but yeah, definitely very, very uh many notable thoughts and memories. Um uh, obviously I still think one of the best opening sections to a Resident Evil game possibly ever. Um just oh, amen to that. Yep. Uh, but we'll get there. But yeah, that's that's about it. It's, it's been a while since I've played it, but I've gone through it a lot now. All right. Um, Nikki, you want to go? Yeah, it's like a similar story for me. Like, it's been a while since I actually played it. Um, I remember, like, well, on Twitter, there was a question that I saw, like, how old were you when the game first came out? And I think I said that I was 17 when it first came out. So, which, which if you guys can do the math, you know, I'm not telling you my age. But anyway. Right. Um, 27. I, <laughs> what? Oh hell no! I wish I was twenty-seven. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's been a while since I actually played the game. But like, I remember buying it at GameStop because, like, I think I was old enough to buy it. And I said, "Oh wow, this looks like a whole lot of fun." So I really enjoyed it. Um, I really do have to go back and play it because it's one of my favorites. So hopefully, I'll get a chance to play it again real soon. All right, all right. All right, I, I will go ahead and go next. Um, for me personally, it's a bit of a long story, so I'm gonna chop it up as best I can. 
Now, my interest um, in series started technically with Resident Evil 3, right? But um, fast forward, like literally in middle school, my friends were having a conversation about Resident Evil 5 and about like, the whole Chris versus Wesker dynamic and um, and the cutscenes, whatever. Then Resident Evil 4 got bought up. So I'm like, you know, I have a PS2. I could buy this game if I wanted to, though. And unfortunately, I couldn't get it due to other circumstances. So my first time was actually on the PlayStation 3. And since then, though, no, I've been playing Resident Evil 4 a lot uh, prior until my PS3 died. And now I got the um the ps4 version and recently i beat professional mode so uh, i must say though it's a good game though but not the greatest in my honest opinion hmm. that's a uh renegade um can you talk yep my story is quite basic the only reason i heard about re4 was due to watching x play and i just remember like i oh, yeah. don't even remember shit about the review i just remember the score like five out of five bam mm. and i'm like okay well this has me curious so i want to see what it's all about and play it for myself so i started looking up like trailers and they were looking pretty cool and i saw like stuff about uh the differing uh versions at the time because i think by the time i got the game it was already on ps2 uh so i snagged it picked it up and i quite enjoyed it i'm of the same boat where it is an enjoyable game but it definitely does have its issues which we'll get into later in the document and that's my story right. very basic all right who wants to read number two if the document open any mini money renegade uh i knew you were gonna say that i'm just throwing this man right under the bus <laughs> you fuck all right um there's been heavy debate around the game shifting gears the focus changed from survival horror to fast-paced action how do you feel about capcom altering the formula with resident evil 4 yeah it's 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 a fun one isn't it because i think what's fascinating with this is that it's quite relevant now with all the changes that have gone on recently, with, with the re-release of the remakes of Resident Evil 2, Resident Evil 3, Resident Evil 7, moving on to Resident Evil 8, the changes from that. Um, I mean, it's not like this was the company's first foray into trying to change things up. Well, this came at, what, 2005? They've been developed for at least a couple of years or so. Before. Yeah, at least like a good, what, five, six years, you know, give or take. Hmm. So like yeah, it has a long, long development history, <laughs> and, and uh, with it, well, thrown out ideas, yep, which gave us other IPs in the process, right? So that's, I guess you say. I, I was gonna say that's one thing that at least people can agree on, like unanimously, because uh, Resident Evil Four led to the development cycle alone being that extensive, led to a lot of other IPs being created, and exactly. That's that's something that you really don't see often from Capcom because of this. Like we never had like one game in development for so long that made like three or four different IPs. That's crazy. Yeah, I can't think of actually I can't think of any other studio with that kind of um history that one game created other franchises. Yeah. RE4 is like the crap shoot for ideas and they just kept shooting them and we got like Devil May Cry and Onimusha. But yeah, mm -hmm. sadly, Capcom doesn't do that anymore. It kind of annoys me that they don't do that because it was when they were honestly their most creative. And Haunting yeah. Ground, you're forgetting about that one. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Yep. That was a game I never got to play, so it's never fresh in my mind. Me neither, but I'll probably talk about that later on, like on another podcast or something. Mm -hmm. All right, well... My take on this is that I feel like it was actually a um natural progression in the series. 
Because uh, no, I'm not against like these camera angles or whatever though. But I feel like them shifting to what we got now was felt right. Like of all the things they could have done though, this was the right path to could have done. Now you could argue like no, the the setting around the games though could have been done better. Whether it be Survivor Horror or not though, that's debatable, right? But for them to go over the shoulder, you no know, third person shooter, I think that's the right call for them to do. And they uh, did it well yeah, for their first time mm-hmm. too. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it was like a natural progression, especially based on what like what time period it was when like action movies and action flicks were kind of starting to get pretty popular again, if I remember. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I feel like I'm mm-hmm. gonna I'm gonna ruffle some feathers here. I I kind I I kind of disagree. <laughs> uh, uh, I think it. I, right click. Go ahead. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Go ahead. No, what do you want to say? Um, it was so I I like I said I, I was a lifelong Resident Evil fan and and through on my YouTube channel playing through all the games I got to go through and not in um timeline order but chronological order play through all the Resident Evil games you know, uh, in, in all their ports and comparing them and all that stuff. So I was, I, I was very well, I guess, uh, versed in what Resident Evil did and how it did it even back then. But now I kind of have a more of a fresh perspective. And I, I feel like the move from Resident Evil proper to Resident Evil 4 was a little less organic. Because if we if we look at RE4, we have almost nothing that was present in resident evil one two or three aside from uh, very surface level stuff like you use a gun to shoot enemies right um oh that i agree with you with though like four in itself though just feels isolated from like its predecessors mm-hmm. and i guess you say its sequels depending on the game i do definitely yeah. agree with you on that yeah I, and 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 my my issue is is i i i have two warring ideas inside my head because on one end re4 is just an awesomely solid video game and not only that you have to give it props for quite literally revolutionizing the game and industry at the time so it's got a lot of feathers in its cap so i can't tell you that resident evil 4 is a bad game but i don't think that it was the right direction for resident evil and i've I've always been on record as saying i think that resident evil 4 would have done just as well if they would have called that some dude in spain the game you know like it, it did if if you play through Resident Evil 4, the amount of Resident Evil stuff in it, for example, in the story, they mention Umbrella twice, and then Leon's there, and then Ada, and then in the, in the PS2 version, you hear about Wesker, right? Yep. That's mm-hmm. the entirety of anything that has to do with Resident Evil. So I feel like it just seems odd that they made that a Resident Evil game instead of its own standalone. For example, Onimusha feels like a Resident Evil game. I would say Onimusha 1 is uh, so much more of a resident evil game than resident evil 4 is so i i think the the move was and there's some history behind it shinji mikami is just a a well-known like development spaz he works on one thing and then capcom's like okay that worked why don't you work on the sequel and he's like i do not ever want to make anything like this again he immediately wants to be finished with the series and start up something new which is why we got resident evil 4 and why we have, you know, the evil within. He, he just cannot work on sequels. So he's been, he was trying to do that since the release of RE3 on the PS1. He was trying to make an action game. He was sick and tired of Resident Evil at the time. And I feel like Resident Evil 4 reflects that. It just shows a guy who wanted to do something totally off the wall different from what he was doing before. And he, he's done that throughout the entire his, his career. The perfect so example like is Vanquish. Yeah. 
No, there you go. Yeah, exactly. He also said that he felt like the series got boring after RE0. So he he has done this before and gone on record and said this in like numerous articles and stuff like that. Oh, I I mean, not only that. Yeah, with RE2 during the development, him and um, Kamiya butted heads so much because he wanted so much different for the series that he just ended up letting Kamiya take the wheel for RE2. You know, so he he does not like sequels. Even after Resident Evil One, he was like, "Nope, something different. We cannot make it the same game." Because mm-hmm. they they said this what during was it RE Zero Code Veronica? I didn't hear which one. It was uh, RE Zero. Kind of get, Zero. Yeah, because by that point, I can understand the mindset of you've made the same ish type of game like six times or whatever. It's like, yeah, I'm not surprised they wanted to try something new at that point. I definitely mm. understand that so- mindset though, but the. Problem is that you no, know, um, I about to say Kami, um, Mikami is no saint either in this because he oh, pretty no, much put not. the he put the game the series to die on one platform. To be quite honest with, because mm. even when the fact that you no know, Resident Evil was, was on PlayStation first, it branched out to other platforms. Uh, Mikami kept Zero and Remake on one platform. If Capcom didn't force him to put Four on PS2, you no, know, that would have been um another problem in itself. I think the Resident PS2 Evil version might have died at that point. Yeah. Not necessarily or, or died, just would have been unrecognizable. Severe decline exactly. at that point. Yeah. 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 Multiplat was the smart move because once Sorry. again, once again, they were like, well, um, we want to maximize profit and we want to make more money. And this game is huge. So it's best to not keep it on the GameCube. Let's try to port it to other platforms and see what happens. I know people make the meme that, oh, Resident Evil 4 is like on everything, even a fucking toaster, but it's very accessible. That's the great thing about the game. And I'm kind of glad they actually went back and started doing that for other GameCube titles like Remake, RE0, stuff like that, because now it means more people can play it. No, I love how people always make fun of RE4 for that, but don't make fun of Resident Evil 1 or 2 for being ported <laughs> on multiple machines. Yeah. Especially Resident Evil 2. Oh, no, RE1 has more points th- ports than 2, actually, because you have oh. the... You got the PS1, then you have two other versions on the PS1, then you have the DS version, then you have the PC version. Um, there was, um, was um, Saturn? some weird version as well, wasn't there? Yeah, and then the Saturn. Um, Saturn, that's it. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So the, it had more ports than 2, because RE2, you had the PS1, the PC, and the GameCube, and then the N64, yeah, so... Uh, Resident Evil 1 narrowly beats it out on that front. I had it for the N64. Crap, he's taking me back, guys. <laughs> you, say you know, I could, I could make a really bad joke about this, and I could say, imagine being Koei Tecmo and making the same game nine times. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I, mean, I could all... argue and say there are differences, <laughs> but yeah, it's, 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 it's a mile different from Resident Evil series, definitely. Also, sorry for the cut out there. I, I, I made it went down, mm-hmm. but I have no idea what happened. Apologies oh, that's perfectly fine. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I was, getting, I was right. just getting onto the point of what I was saying, and then boop, out. Ah, Do you remember um, your point? Because if not, then I'm uh, going to imagine introduce... it's probably covered. I was just saying, yeah, the, the series is becoming stale, it, it, which is which was pretty clear of RE Zero, and you know, no problem with Capcom, but it's 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 easy to ba- to bash a series and be worried about it happening beforehand, which is again, which is why I bring up with Resident Evil remakes and Resident Evil Seven as well, and those sort of things, like you know. Resident Evil is a series that relies very heavily on nostalgia, um, and 
as such, when you decide to change core mechanics in gameplay, there's always going to be a portion of the audience that are going to be at the least skeptical, if not just outright don't think it's right. Mm-hmm. And that's just about you're going to fight every time. Resident Evil 4 was the first. Um, there's been examples since, and there may be one still with, with Village, perhaps. So mm-hmm. that's what I was trying to get to. <laughs> All right. Um, on that note, I'm going to actually introduce our um, late bird, by Double Dom. Introduce yourself. Hi, how's it going? My name is Fire Double Dawn. Sorry I'm late. I did not realize we were having this podcast today. Uh, the legend. Yeah, I, was, I, can't, I wasn't either. I w- you know, I was sitting here thinking, I'm like, why didn't Dom jump into RE4, the game he knows probably the, like, of all the Resident Evils, the one he knows the most, and he shows up. Yeah, yeah, you know what? I actually have the call muted, so, like, I didn't hear it go off. And that's why you don't do calls. We just collectively shake our heads. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually do have the docs. So I, I don't need that, which is good. Uh, and we are on uh, number number two. two right? Yeah, we're still yeah, early. So, about, about three. Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't know. Like, I guess I'm like really split on that because on on the one hand, like I'm sure all of you guys have probably had mentioned this that like yeah, you know, they were at that point where you know they've done so many uh, fixed cam like survival horror based um re games so doing a change of pace might have been for the better but at the same time though um straying a little bit too far away from what made or like the really the core ideas of the franchise and going for a more action-oriented uh like style uh did alienate a lot of people so it's like I don't know, I'm kind of 50-50 on that, because on the one hand, I do really like RE4 for what it did, but on the other hand, you know, like, taking into consideration that potential remake, like, I'd like to see what they could do if they turned it into a more survival horror-focused uh, uh, entry. Took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> I think mm-hmm. it's it's easy to say, uh, let hindsight be the judge. If if the game had not done well and kind of tanked a bit, we'd be we'd be sitting on a podcast saying what an absolute disaster this game was, what mm. it did to this series that had so much promise. Um, as it is, the game prospered. It did incredibly well. It's still widely well known, and now a lot of people regard it as one of the best games in the series. So um, it's think... easy to it's easy to be um, sworn by hindsight, which is twenty twenty. I definitely agree that hindsight yeah. could be like your greatest um, asset um, ever. Like because mm-hmm. you never know how things are going to turn on to literally you no know, x amount of years later. Yeah. Yeah. I think part of the problem too, though, is that like. Um, you know, this is at the time when, when Shinji Mikami was still at Capcom, and uh, he was, like, very hell-bent on trying to put every every one of his, like, IPs onto uh, GameCube. The GameCube, yeah. Which, yep. in my opinion, was at a detriment, because, you know, when we look at sales for, like, um, specifically, like, RE0 and RE Remake, mm-hmm. uh, and you compare those with their HD re-releases, you can see how much better they did being re-released yeah. and being multi-platform, so. Oh, yeah. For sure. So I I would honestly and and I feel like most people would probably feel the same way, but uh I would honestly feel as though we wouldn't have lost um the survival horror elements of Resident Evil going into like Resident Evil's five, six and some of the other games that uh came after four uh had remake and zero been released on multiple platforms. Mm. I can get behind that. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Senji. <laughs> I'm still All waiting right. for him to cut his head off. 
We talked yeah, about that earlier. That. Yeah, 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 yeah. Funny enough, I, I mentioned that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, you got it. Number three. Welcome to the club. <laughs> All right. So, who wants to read off number three? Actually, speaking of which, I could read off number three since I just got back here. So, All right. Uh, we saw over the, we saw the over the shoulder shoulder style or OTS style was more of a more or less a rein, uh, reinvention of Resident Evil Four. Uh, how do you? How does everybody feel about imitating this style for? Uh, how do you feel about everybody imitating this style for third-person shooters? I, I mean, see nothing wrong with it. You know, it's it's no, a good system, so why not? It's pretty it logical. I don't see why they wouldn't have tried. If it works, if you, it if works. You're a video game developer, and yeah, like you see this game, it's done really well. It's a very accessible system. Helps show a lot off. I mean, yeah, wouldn't you do it? Death Space. <laughs> oh, I would. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, literally, Death Space did exactly just that. Imitate RE4. It kind of reminds me of. I know it's not. Uh, it's not Resident Evil, but it kind of reminds me of how Splinter Cell came from Metal Gear being hype. So Ubisoft wanted to jump on that train. It's kind of the same thing. It's. It's. This is the video game industry. You know, that if video developers will look at other games, see what's working, what isn't, borrow ideas from different games, and incorporate into their own IPs. This has been going on for thirty years. Yeah. Like, exactly. This is, this is nothing oh yeah. New. I, another... I will say this though it, it it is kind of odd to see i mean other than like very broad genres being created like say the first person shooter uh being popularized with doom and the, the whole advent of the idea of a doom clone it is pretty incredible that re4 which um was a bigger series but still it wasn't what you would call like a mainstream success at the time you know it wasn't a mario or a zelda or anything like that but it wasn't well, a doom either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But it, it it was this kind of smaller game that created a gameplay style that would literally be one of the biggest things you would see in video games for the next two decades. You know, there is no third person shooter that does not play like RE4 right now. That's crazy yeah. to think about. Uh, another um, brand or franchise is actually like um, slightly off topic though, but the Batman Arkham games to this day in well 2021. Um, people are still trying to imitate that style, and only like literally a handful of people was able to perfect that style mm -hmm. and yeah. uh, imitate yeah. it. So, like, you know, <laughs> copying is still around today. I mean, I think, the I think as well how how simple a concept it was. Like, there's nothing complicated about what you're doing. It's yeah. it's so simple and just easy to access and easy to work with. I think that's what makes it, made it so popular and, and dependable for developers is that you're, it's nothing complicated. I mean, Dead Space was mentioned. It's exactly the same. They change a few elements for inventory systems, that sort of thing. But like, there's there's it's so bare bones, yet it's so perfect for what it needs to be. And that's mm -hmm. what's that's what's great. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I think uh, like a good example for like. I guess like um, how we see this in like more modern titles too. Like uh, over the last uh, decade now, we've had a, like increase of um, open world games because those have become like so popular, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so it's kind of like a similar thing where like uh, developers see that oh this this thing became like really popular or this is like really well received. Let's try to do it. Um, we kind of saw the same thing with like uh, I think. What was the AC Origins was like one of the first few games to introduce like photo mode, and then everybody and their mother wanted to like add in a photo mode into their, their game. So it was Sony and Ubisoft and another company mm -hmm. that that were like pioneering photo mode for yeah. a while. So now everybody's and, on it. Yeah, now it's it's almost like slowly become a standard in in a good a good chunk of games. So it's like 
Um, you kind of think about that, and it's like, um, on the one hand, it's like great because then you could get games if if you like those kinds of games in that similar style. But at the same time, I could see this being like a more of like an issue where it's like, oh well, now that everything's kind of following this, we're gonna lose the uh, the uniqueness or variety that you would get. It's I guess like when like kind of drawing back the back to like uh, Resident Evil, right? Uh, as much as I like RE4 and some of the other uh, over-the-shoulder RE games, uh, at the same time, we did kind of lose out on a variety of different style of horror games that really isn't done so much in uh, mainstream games and is somewhat dabbled in with indie developers, but not to the degree that maybe a lot of us would prefer if we're into that type of like horror game, like fixed cams or you know stuff like that. Absolutely, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I agree with that sentiment, but sometimes things needed to happen in order for like the whatever need to flourish, you know, whether it be yeah. the genre, the brand, or whatever, you know. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I definitely don't think like, I don't think like it's good to stay in like one particular like to keep doing one particular thing all the time and not try to try to change. Mm -hmm. Um. Mm. At the same time, though, I do think that it's, like, for, I guess I guess the way that I'm trying to put this is, like, there's always going to be an audience for everything, even if it's not necessarily popular enough. And I, I guess the best way to, like, handle that, at least in my eyes, would be to try to do a multitude of things to cater to every little, like preference that way like everybody kind of gets what they want rather than we're just gonna force feed down one thing and then just kind of forget about the other thing just because we got this new thing well but see i i like to think that um you can you can please both audiences so you have the people the core survival horror fans of the earlier titles of resident evil and i think resident evil is a really good example of, of this being successful where you can have side stories and, and spinoff games that have really almost nothing to do with the main series, totally different gameplay, absolutely different worlds or characters. And you can still have uh, like a place for a certain specific core experience. Like let's say fixed camera angles, tank controls, the whole shebang. I, I think when you do change things in a series that's so a beloved and, and be um, old and weathered in video games as resident evil i think you sort of owe it to the fans to make those changes relatively gradual you know the difference between resident evil zero and resident evil two are not so much that they would fill up more than you know half a page in a google doc right mm. I, yeah. I i i like change on a very gradual level like that go from resident evil one to resident evil three they added a few different things within three entries but it was what you had more of kind of like an action focus. Um, you had the choosable paths you could go down, the choices you could make, and then you had the ammo you could craft. And, and that was about it as mm -hmm. far as innovation goes. And I would have loved to have seen the series kind of organically evolve instead of, you know, because Resident Evil 4 was a very abrupt change to everything Resident Evil was known for. I, I would have liked to have seen the series sort of continue and gradually innovate. But like you guys were talking before, it was sort of dying in the water. So I know that that's kind of like a pie in the sky expectation. Yeah, the problem that is, kind of, um, is really quick. Mm -hmm. I just like to me, like that kind of sounds like um, how Yakuza was 
Uh, hmm. A lot of the Yakuza games, they were like very gradually updating their gameplay slowly but surely. Yeah. Uh, and so they would add in new features and uh, quality of life changes for like gameplay mechanics and whatnot. But slowly and surely, like if you had played, say, like uh, Yakuza One and then jumped into Three, like every everything kind of just seemed like a nat like a natural transition. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So much so to the point where like some of those changes that they implemented into like Three and Four uh, made their way into the HD collection that was only released in Japan. But mm. um, but yeah, I, I could definitely see like that would have been, I guess, a, a little bit more of a ideal approach. But you know, things don't always happen the way that we do. Yeah. So, uh, I think it's multiple ways to tackle this, but I'm just gonna keep it straight to the point. Uh, I do believe that if you try to please everyone, then you're gonna end up with like three different factions of I like this, I dislike this. This is like cool. Yeah, like we have yeah, now. Exactly. exactly. So it's what you have to do, I feel, is try to roll with the punches and try to make a game where you cater to new and old fans alike. So I like how Ari is now where the aesthetic is we have survival horror stuff coming back into fruition uh, or we have elements from the older games that are in the newer ones but we have better controls now uh so i feel like that's probably the perfect blend for remakes going forward but people have already addressed what they don't like is when they cut so much content that it becomes unrecognizable to the older fans uh so that's something they need to fix and i think if they fix that then it should be no problem. I, I think Resident Evil 2 Remake was universally loved, like, regardless, uh, despite people saying, well, we don't like the A and B scenarios, that's fine. Uh, but yeah. it was a universal game that people praised. So if they keep it that way, then I think everything would be kosher while experimenting with new ideas and spinoffs. Yeah, I think the thing with Remake 2 is the fact that it was... Like, subjectively, it depends. If you don't like that style of thing and changing it, you're not going to like it. But objectively, it was an exceptional game. Uh, I think that's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. I think the whole thought about, like, you know, trying to play some people, I think the perfect example of that is probably Resident Evil 6, uh, where they, it's exactly what they tried to do. They tried to please everyone. Uh, you know, the concept of having these three, four different campaigns, all with different styles, you know, Leon's with the survival horror Chris's was the action-y, you had, like, the stealth stuff with Jake and Sherry, um, and all that sort of thing in concept was great but in execution like it didn't really work uh, honestly the game, they the cut game corners on that game mess at times that, that well, never out. never mind cutting corners though all of them just felt exactly the same right after chapter um two like once you once you hit chapter two the game changes focus to straight action across the board regardless who you're playing as yeah more, oh more yeah less, for sure less. there's still tendencies but again, chris had that, it the worst easily <sighs> now honestly he had the best because he's actually was fun at least they were actually sticking with the focus of yeah, action yeah. I, I, with I leon on the other hand leon's yeah, like here's zombies i'm like all right and then everything else happens <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> I feel like chris had the best story so in the end it was like worth it for me but i always made a joke saying like chris's campaign felt like a gears of war campaign it, it kind of does i'm not gonna lie it's a cover based shooter uh, but but, go, but bring it back to the point, so that the whole yeah. idea is, the fact, again, there's all these different opinions which go to show that perhaps that was the problem with 6, because it tried to do all these different things. Um, the way I always chronicle 6 is a bit of an identity crisis. It, I don't think by the end it really knew what it was trying to be, and then that then 
was particularly picked up by people who played the game and were like, you know, there's bits of this going, there's bits of that's going, it's all kind of muddled, it's confusing. Like the concept's great, but the execution was 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 ultimately kind of um, kind of a failure, unfortunately, which is why it got bashed a lot. And then with Resident Evil Seven, they decided, all right, then let's take the series completely different because we're, we're not getting it quite right at the moment. And then they brought Seven out a few years later, and uh, I personally still think that was one of the best games I think possibly the series, having only recently played it. I mean, it did um, pay really off because really it is what the third highest selling uh, Resident Evil game right now, yeah. creeping up to number two. So. Yeah, I mean, and, and I think so it should do. Um, right. And I can only hope that Village um, hopes to meet up to those sort of standards. In in terms of uh, RE sales right now, it's because um, I think like number one, obvious, well, number one selling Capcom game right now is Monster Hunter World, but below that yeah. you got, uh, I think, I want to say. We're talking about exclusively RE. Resident Evil games. Like, yeah, I know. Is RE5? I think RE5 is the best selling one. Oh, it's like, yeah. yep. like RE6. RE5, then RE7, and then RE2 remake is like really close. And I think mm-hmm. I'm willing to put money that within like a year or two, that game should outsell 7 only because that game was out for a little less time compared to 7. Yeah. So, yeah. I should say. Uh, but as for the question itself, like really quick, I, I think imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. So it's. It's only natural that when something blows up, it's like everyone said, if it's very simple to do, then other developers are going to try to cash in. It's the same thing that happened with GTA. When that blew up, there was a fucking GTA clone every single second, every single year. It was everywhere. Um, So I, I think once again, like I said, it's just flattery. And I also heard like it's not even the first time a third person shooter did something like that because what a lot of people like to reference is this game called kills no not kill zone uh kill switch <laughs> yeah kills kill switch I- i'm thinking of kill zone because it's the popular one but uh kill switch is like this unknown third person shooter that uh has this point for point cover system and a lot of people reference it so i think what re4 did they took elements and they decided to make this over-the-shoulder thing, and then that caught on to everybody else. Also, did a little correction. Actually, seven surpassed um, five in sales as of oh, um, oh, November oh, yeah, 2020. Okay. Wow, that's crazy. It dethroned my favorite. There's a spoiler for you. <laughs> RE5? Well, yep, yeah. five is my favorite. All right, you can but... go significantly worse. <laughs> all right uh, let's go ahead and move on now because i think we have been on three for like a good 15 minutes so um yeah i'll yeah, read number four <laughs> <laughs> all right so um what are your thoughts on the story of resident evil 4 compared to the other games in the series um by this point oh boy this is the fun oh, right. we kind of we kind of dive into it a little bit so yeah mm-hmm. i'm just gonna get my out the way now like just like what actually what i said about seven too ironically no um seven and four like felt like isolation but more so for because you no know, how just it just drastically um change um the direction for it like the only relation it has like we said earlier was literally just to some of the characters like Leon Wesker Ada and in fact so. that, yeah all three yeah in fact that um the events that happened previously was mentioned in like in the, in the intro and that was it like it just feels so isolated you could literally call a different game altogether like um Evelyn said I believe uh. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to say something. I'm going to say the positives first. 
the characters they have and the stuff that they do for those characters is actually great. Like, I mean, cheesy one-liners, Leon doing random stuff. It, that's actually fine. Uh, Suplex. Suplexes, all that good stuff. Um, the crazy sort of set pieces that happen in the story. That's all cool. Uh, what I have a problem with is the connections lacking in comparison to the rest of the franchise because this game feels very standalone it feels like it feels like that was like super intentional but it just doesn't work when you want to go back to the stuff where it's like what happened to umbrella oh wait their stocks died and they died off in like five seconds so you don't get that in this game which is kind of a detriment because they had to go back and fill in the gaps with Umbrella Chronicles and RE5. Uh, so yeah, there is some lingering like negativity in there as well, but for the most part, if you want a wacky, cheesy story that's over the top, you will get it here. But in terms of like being satisfied as a fan of Resident Evil, you will not get it in this plot. It, it kind of, to me personally, it felt more like a story for just Leon and to flesh more of his stuff out. Because when you get to like Krauser and all that, it tells you more about Leon's backstory. Because they only tell you he went through training. They didn't tell you. I, I don't think they immediately told you. I could be wrong about uh, him and Krauser's mission, but Brandon or Don they haven't. tell me. They, they, they okay, so, so that was new. Yeah. The chron Chronicles had come out after the fact explaining that mission mm -hmm. in detail. Exactly. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. We, Still, mm -hmm. to a technicality, you don't necessarily see the uh, the helicopter crash or plane crash. Uh, that's reference. We only just get like a nod that, like, oh, you know, Krauser has seen BOWs and now he kind of wants in on like the cash that would come from that. In yeah, my opinion, though, in my opinion, that's actually kind of a low point for um for as far as writing concern because um they did a really terrible job at explaining the history of each other. Just expect you to know who they are, you know. It's yeah. weird when you first play it and Krauser shows like, who's this guy? And then, you know, they talk and I'm like, well, okay, I'm kind of feel out of the loop. They never ever hinted at this. It's just kind of happening now. I, yeah. like, I like Krauser, but like, where, who the fuck is he? I don't know who he is. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like the, the Chronicles came out like a couple of years afterwards. It, yeah, it did fill a lot of gaps. It's kind of odd. It's like you'd no one expect that to have come before RE4. Uh, maybe the developers just weren't really sure how much they wanted to kind of build the backstory. Um, although, yeah, just throwing Leon here and then suddenly there's this, you know, mercenary for hire who just so happens to have a huge deep past with Leon going back to something that we've never heard of. It's it's all hey, a bit convenient and a bit... And you're like, who? But, <laughs> but, but that's very, it's very yeah. resident evilly for people just to be in the same place at the same time that just happen to have these connections from the past that just so happen to exist. It's very resident evilly. Yeah, for me, Ari... Uh, uh, I was going to wrap up my point real quick of just yeah. saying, um, for me, Ari4, I agree. I'm on both sides of the fence. For the overarching plot, it's not that good because Leon's not doing anything related to mainly with Umbrella and what happened like at this point. But I also don't mind to some extent that it is it feels more like just a, a game for Leon to flesh him out. That's that's how I always took it. I'll, yeah. I'll give a defense for RE4. Like on his popularity. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, exactly. I think the devs tried to kind of like use RE4 as like a, a drawing a line underneath Umbrella. It was the first thing they said with Resident Evil 4. The very first thing, Umbrella's dead. They're done. 
So this was, I think, an obvious attempt to kind of like say, right, that's all over. We're now going to move on to like, you know, something different. We're nowhere near America. We're in somewhere in Europe or whatever. And this is going on. Leon's been, it's been several years. A lot's happened. Um, yeah, I think the, I think it was a deliberate uh, attempt at individualization um, for sure. And I think that mm -hmm. comes across. It's just that when you do that, if you don't fill the gaps too well, then you end up kind of like alienating people who are trying to follow the plot along across the various games. And suddenly you're just at this out of nowhere place and you're trying to understand what the heck's going on. So I was going to make a quick point with that. Like, uh, like as far as... Um as far as like those connections are concerned i feel like um i feel like with that they need to um they need to explain that with like the remake or perhaps like introduce like a side story like segment or or um, you know like a dlc for for you to experience that because i don't know how many people go out of their way to play uh re games outside of the like main numbered titles um and it might not be as many as, you know, by comparison to to what we would like to think. So um, I, I guess they like I guess what I'm trying to say with that is like uh, in order for it to make sense, they should probably have uh, like some kind of side story to play through to maybe like replace like, I don't know, assignment Ada. Right. Because assignment Ada isn't really something that's needed per se. So, yeah, that could be a Krauser mini game. <laughs> yeah yeah i never I've, thought of that before you said it but that that would have been actually really cool um, i think yeah. yeah one thing as i say one thing that's fascinating that we haven't brought up yet because we can't almost take for <clears throat> take it for granted now is the whole lost blagas thing the mass one of the biggest massive differences from previous games to re4 that, that zombies weren't zombies anymore it's kind of weird now that we're so. kind of we're, we're normalized to that with five with six seven had its own stuff going on you know, we just kind of take it, you know, it's been a long time since we've had just regular zombies being zombies, but at the time, like, it was a massive change, especially for people, like, who had only been playing the PS2, for example, they might have played Code Veronica in, like, 2000, 2001, um, and Resident Evil 5 didn't come out for another, like, another four years, um, and suddenly, like, you're taking on parasites that are controlling people. I remember not being particularly keen at the time, um, kind of looking a bit sceptical, not really oh, yeah. kind of... Um, necessarily buying what i was seeing uh, by the end of the game i was like fine I, I kind of got it and understood it but yeah i remember the first scene you see like this parasite come out of the dude's body and like it's kind of it's still alive and i'm really thinking really you know is this resident evil but um, trophy tell is no different from what he did in resident evil 3 because nemesis no whole stick was literally a tyrant mixed with a special parasite well the thing is is that you're tr it's true but that was like kind of like minor plot like to a lot of people you know you just you know nemesis was just this big massive dude that's mm. like being created as a giant monster a lot of people you know as a general audience may not have known or particularly cared exactly how he was created just that he was badass and rocked a massive rocket launcher and was incredibly difficult to kill and everything yeah well um, i mean plus in the series people were used to at that point from Resident Evil 1, 2, and 3, having a very large, very strong, more intelligent, more agile boss character in mm. every game. So mm -hmm. we we were kind of already uh, used to that in the series. And then we had the main enemies, which were the zombies. And for me, which were my favorite, uh, that one scene in the very beginning when you examine his body and it says, 
uh, this guy's definitely not a zombie. Uh, I felt like I took that as a personal attack. <laughs> like that's what I yeah. love about Resident <laughs> Evil. Yeah. They were just exactly. they were trying to get rid of me right then and there. Well, yeah, but it's it's again, it's like nodding to the past of like you know, it, like saying, all right, we know the past is there, and we're introducing you quietly that you're about to do something and be on an adventure that's completely different. But you know, you're taking on something that's not what you're familiar with. You know, to kind of unsettle the players that have played a lot of these games, and they're coming in and thinking, wait, that's not a zombie. What's going on here? You know, kind of putting in the, a little bit of a suspension into those those sort of yeah, players. Four had a pretty strong up. setup. Yeah, exactly, At least for yeah. the plot guys, they took a while before you even saw like the villagers attack you. N none of the head popping stuff happens. There's still just villagers that are aggressive. You don't really know what's going on. Yeah. And then later their head blows off and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. And it becomes apparent. But yeah, for a yeah. long time in RE4, like you don't quite know what's going on. And that's kind of the mystery and the intrigue of it. But by the time you realize exactly what's happened, like you've already gone for a huge portion of the game. Um, and again, it's mm -hmm. that kind of, uh, you know, with zombies, like they're zombies. Yeah, it's pretty straightforward it's there. It's, it's like, yeah. straightforward. this is a much more complicated story, um, which has developed over time and now is possibly obviously facing some retconning potentially with the remake, which we'll talk about later, courtesy of RE3. Um, you know, I think that was part of the game's intrigue, but obviously, I think at the time, like that was a frustration. Some people kind of wanted something a bit more simpler. They weren't quite ready for something a little different, perhaps, even though the, the series, I think, needed it for sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just want to wrap up my thoughts on this question before we move on to number six, right? Um, so, so or actually, I'm sorry, number five. Uh, but uh, like, as far as like how RE4 compares to like previous games, I, I don't know. Like, uh, when I first played the game, and keep in mind, like I played RE5 first, uh, but RE4 was like the first game that I had played through, pri uh, like ever. Um, and, you know, I, I really like the game enough to play it several more times over. I think I've today played, to date, I have played it, like, maybe over, like, 40 times uh, on multiple platforms. So, like... This I, man knows where every treasure is. There yeah, you go. Off the top of my head, too. So, like... That's a, I, I can't do I, that. I've played this so, a lot. I'm not, I can't do so, so, I, you know, I like the story... Uh, but at the same time, as I've gotten older and as I've played other Resident Evil games, especially like some of the older titles, um, I don't like it as much as a Resident Evil story. And the reason why I say that is because a lot of it is just not grounded with what Resident Evil established. And by comparison, you could look over to like Resident Evil 5, which does a lot of the same things that Resident Evil 4 does from a gameplay perspective and similar story setup. Uh, but the key difference between Resident Evil 4 and 5 is that Resident Evil 5 tries to be grounded in what was established in series lore. Uh, so much so to the point that I think even one of the developers had mentioned that um, unlike previous entries, 5 um, specifically tried to tie in a lot of lore points that previous Resident Evil games didn't really try to do or would try to kind of dodge around those questions or... Uh, really not address any of those like uh tidbits that we were so used to uh like not getting answers to so i think um you know with that in mind if they were to like you know remake re4 like they really should try to have more of a connection to the previous entry like, um, you know i don't know if i should say like they need to have more involvement with umbrella but definitely something that would um make sense in the context of 
not only uh, the series up until that point, but also what was introduced with the uh, more recent remakes that we've gotten. Get off my dick. That's what I was saying. You're riding my dick too. Like it, like it almost. <laughs> to, no comment. To the second game rather than four. Mhm. Like four really is as you as you've all been explaining is like really a standalone game. Like what I what I'm assuming is that you know Leon had the typical like '90s pretty boy look. So it so I guess he ended up really popular after two, and they're like, okay, well. We'll see if we can cash in on him. Let's see, you know, how far his popularity goes. Let's put him with something completely, completely different because the way how him and Claire parted ways, it's like, okay, well, Claire went on to do the rest of whatever RE lore and then Leon, let's see what more we can do with him because he seems like he could be mm-hmm. as far as the story goes because he's not a Redfield because he's not related to any of that umbrella stuff. I yeah, he, yeah isn't that part of Bloodline? I hate you. I knew someone was going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> he I was really. A bloodline joke, and I'm coming <laughs> in there to make it to punch you or something. Yeah, I really did like how Four really did reintroduce him because in two, he was just a rookie cop, and we thought, you know, maybe he was going to be another throwaway character because Resident Evil is notorious of showing you a character, making you love them, and then throwing them out. Like, examples Carlos. Steve from Code Veronica and stuff like that. And I really liked how they brought him back. And he was more mature. It showed how much he'd grown during because he grew a lot in two. And then it showed how much he grew outside of two and how that experience changed him to want to, you know, help and the whole thing with going and doing what he wanted to do. Like when he was started off as a cop because he wanted to help people and then he became an FBI agent and now he's saving the president's daughter. Let's be honest here, though. If four wasn't a big hit, it was Leon would probably have been another obscure character. You think Leon would not have continued yeah. coming back? Because uh, by that point, see, Chris had what um, two games. Jill had two games. Claire had two games. Leon was the only one that had another game under his belt. And heck, mm-hmm. Rebecca technically had um, two games if you count the like the original and zero, or of course remake, right? So oh, Leon yeah. was the, literally the eyeball out. If four was not a hit the way it was, though, I think he wouldn't have returned. Yeah, for sure. I can, I can agree with that. I mean, mm-hmm. it, yeah. in in the betas of RE4, they were already planning to say, hey, he has the virus now, so that could have gone either way. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Was one of them that he's going to get killed off too as well? Yeah, I believe yeah. so. That was the thing. Yeah, I think... Uh, I forget. I think we talked about it on the podcast, and uh, I think somebody brought it up that like it was going to be tied in with like Resident Evil Gaiden at one point, which was apparently canon at one point for some reason um but yeah i I think people were talking about the fact that uh at least on that podcast that uh yeah it it was going to have him die off he was going to be infected with the progenitor virus and uh a lot of the hallucinations that were seen in like some of the earlier builds like that was part of uh that infection He's got the I'm very popular now character shield. Can't kill me. Make too much money. No, he has the <laughs> I'm too popular virus plot armor. <laughs> cannot kill <laughs> me. Him, him and Chris is pretty much the main duo over there. So nope. this is going to sound pretty brutal, but now after you guys saying that, I never even realized. I mean, you're right. He does that plot armor now. But uh, how cool would it be for 
like Ari Village or something for them to kill off Leon. Not just from like I I love the character, he's awesome, but like a narrative decision, that'd be pretty ballsy. I, I, I would like we need I would like Capcom to do here. it. I don't know if we need another one of that. <laughs> I don't know about Leon, but definitely a popular character in general should go at some point. Either, yeah, reti- be- either dead or retired. Like pick yeah, one. Just up okay. the stakes a little bit, you know. So it- or, uh, real quick, Ren. Um, sorry, but Resident Evil does take place in like real time. So at some point, these characters do gotta go because Barry is like literally kicking Death's door at his rate. Okay, so I, I was gonna say, go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say, yeah, I mean, Village is probably gonna be, I'm pretty sure Village is gonna be a last hurrah for both Chris and I think Jill as well. I think there's, um, I think they're uh, both the are confirmed that Village is not so. the last game of Chris, so we won't see him again. Oh, really? I was unaware of this. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that either. Oh, that's a shame. It would be a perfect time to have him sail off into the sunset, this whole gray area, and then, you know, being talked around. It's like, all right, I'm actually done now for good. But, uh, okay, interesting. Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, like, if not, I don't know if, like, killing off a character is necessarily the right way to go about it. Um, I would, I mean, granted, yeah, sure, you can make it work really well, but I think it has to make sense with the context of the character. Like, if it's, like, a cheap, like, death... It can't be stupid. Gonna be, yeah. Yeah, like, I don't think it would be really satisfying. I, I would, personally, I would prefer if, like, a character just gets a proper send-off where, um, you know, they just pass, pass the torch to, like, the next character that would, you know, have similar uh, character traits. Maybe not personality, but definitely character traits or the potential to have those character traits and uh, personality traits. Um, Wasn't Chris supposed to die in six? Yeah, well, they, were... they were they were definitely oh, setting yeah. up passing the torch to Piers, weren't they? That was kind of I, yeah, yeah. I, 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 that was something I really was like, what the heck? Yeah, immediately. really quick. They were going to yeah. kill off Chris um, and have Pierce take over, uh, but they said that um, the reason why they didn't kill kill off Chris was because they felt as though the fan base would be extremely upset with that. On top of the fact mm. that they felt as though it was more emotionally impactful to see Pierce go. Yeah, yeah imagine Chris. Mm-hmm. Imagine Chris dying in Resident Evil Six. You know, the game that's like you know mixed among the fandom. That will probably give another best thing to Resident Evil Six as a game. You know, yeah, just kill off exactly. a popular character like that. I, yeah. you know, yeah. I'm using the evil word of hindsight now, but uh, I kind of was okay with the idea now, as long as Chris didn't die in a stupid way and he went out cool and Pierce is the you know taking over. I was okay with that. If the, I oh, yeah. though, the current stance right now is honestly a lot better in my opinion because you no, know, it had a lot of emotional roller coasters, and not only mm-hmm. that, it pushed Chris to continue on further, you know, fighting and um what he does best, right? I, was I, bring I, that I feel up. like oh, yeah. it's a bit of back and forth, but I I don't know, I kind of lean on, I'm like sixty forty on it. Uh, so mm-hmm. a lot of people don't agree with this stuff, so I'm gonna have the outlier opinion again. People keep saying that Chris and Leon dominate the series over and over again. Yet, in the same sentence, they say they don't want these characters to be killed off or shit like that. So, to me, I think that doesn't make any sense. I think if they had the original death, which was of RE6, and if they had the balls, it means they are privy to take risks and then pass the torch to other characters. Instead... What Capcom likes to do is they like to create new characters, 
get them killed off and then go with that because it's the easier thing to do but we already see with peers that people cared about that character so even then it was kind of a decision that still pissed people off no matter what but things though like you don't have to kill off a person to like not bring them back i mean hey, i mean they already did a good job with the other characters already we like, have here yeah. right i mean retirement like, is like literally the same so i i don't yeah i mean yeah i'm saying like yeah make them retire or if they're going to like do like, something to them though like imagine if chris lost an arm yeah he's out like he cannot be yeah. in, in um, the army again like, robot arm it. Yeah, but it, it, it's it's still the same. Like, if, if they're not if they're not bringing that person back anymore, you might as well just say they're dead at this rate because it's it means that we're passing the torch for other characters, which is a problem that people said was an issue with Ari for the longest. So I I do think that eventually, and even this is plot relevant because Leon has been saying, "Oh, when is this gonna stop?" are we going to keep fighting bow's forever so i think they're going to touch on it sooner if not later because it seems that's where they're going with uh vendetta well you know think about it you could have the best of both worlds because if you have one of the characters maybe retire or leave for really any reason not only do you have the uh, significance and um i don't know kind of coolness of a story that has a main character leaving the series which would be very impactful and important but on top of that if they retire, then you can have them always come back three entries from now with a gray beard or something in a reveal oh trailer and have everyone scream their heads off, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And there's always, there's, it's really, there's always ways to throw these characters in, in little side scenes, in cameos, in oh, yeah, support sure. roles, oh, heck yeah. like, in like mm -hmm. back scenes, in like a bet and um, HQ with BSAA. There's so many ways to get these people in, even if you retire on the front lines. I feel like, like that makes the old Chris. I feel like that makes more sense for something like maybe DMC because of the powers involved, but seeing someone in a wheelchair with like an M16, it probably will seem a little bit that ridiculous. Like <laughs> yeah, but I mean he can't walk, he can't fight, so I don't know. Like like just imagine how the fan base would go completely wild if like Jill makes like at least one cameo in eight. Like well, that's... she's not a fighter, she's not I... like like I feel imagine like she really is. I feel like yeah, that's a like, little bit different because she has to since she's like people are already mad about her being in quarantine for like literally seven years or whatever the fuck. So. She's still pretty young too. She's nowhere near. I don't think up to Christmas. Uh, she's only yeah. like two, three years younger. So she's still. Oh, never mind. She's, she's in her yeah. 40s. Yeah. She's getting up there then. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because Chris is about forty-nine now, as far as like as village goes. So she'd be about like forty-seven. 40, yeah, forty-six, yeah. forty-seven, which is a long time. Mm -hmm. You know, so and I, I think that they're throwing so much highlight on Chris and this being just like that's why I think it's a perfect opportunity to suddenly Jill's not been involved in the series for years. It'd be a, a lovely chance to suddenly, especially Variety Free remake as well, just out of left field, just just throw and I think it'd be a lovely touch. But we'll see. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Um. This... Oh, okay. So hold on. Hold on. Sorry to break this question up though, but we gotta move on soon. So, uh, um, yeah, Nikki, yeah, right. you got the you got the last um say on this. Who has the last Nikki? say? You, Nikki. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, Nikki no, I was just saying, like, yeah, I, I hope Claire shows up at least if this is going to be like uh, Chris's last rider. So then, yeah, you know, it would make sense for for Jill and for Claire to be. In. But we'll see what happens. All right. Uh, what question was this again? I forgot. Was it five? You four? gotta let uh, you gotta let Avalanche reviews. Number five. Yeah, let uh, Avalanche Reviews plug himself because he's leaving soon. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, 
My name's Jared from Avalanche Reviews. If you go to YouTube, type in Avalanche Reviews, you are more than likely to find me. Uh, I used to be dominated by reviews of an Avalanche truck, but now so luckily I'm important enough to where uh, I take precedence over that. So <laughs> Avalanche Reviews on Twitter, on YouTube, you'll, you'll find me. Good times. <laughs> All right, perfect, man. Thank you for coming by and uh, have a good evening. Absolutely. I appreciate you guys having me. And I promise next time I, my schedule will not be as hectic. I swear. Just tell him to get a cab next time or just like be quiet and not. If he was, if he wasn't such a good friend and also so drunk and also known for allowing <laughs> <laughs> him to drive drunk, then he is very good at that. Um, yeah, but I do appreciate you guys letting me slink in here for a little bit. And I always love talking to Ari. So I, I will definitely be back. All right. Thank you, man. Thank you. All right. See you guys later. Peace. Stay safe. Stay safe. All right. All righty. So we're number five, right? I'll read five if you want. Go right. How do you feel about the characters in this game as a follow-up question? Lewis is the best character. Lewis. He's he's all right. Speaking of lovable characters that get done dirty in one game, yeah, he's definitely one of them. Exactly. He's so cool. Very the the suave Spaniard, you know, the ladies' man. You know, he's got a sort of a the gentle side to him, though he kind of tries to hide it. It's very cliche, but he's obviously incredibly popular. I mean, no reason, every reason. To. I I think considering how the backstory was when you read those notes and Sadler's like hunting this man down, I kind of knew he was gonna die. It was only a matter of time. Like, oh yeah, it's like I had this researcher. He stole all my shit. What's going on? He created this machine where it's like he's trying to get the um parasite out of people's bodies so i think it was just a matter of time considering I think, the his death was, I think his death was definitely impactful though because you, know, you grew to like him though if you did like him mm -hmm. and if him just died like that i'm like oh shit I'm like no not lewis yeah what you mean if just as he got the, the the serum thing as well like literally just as he's got it and then yeah in typical Ari fashion he's off yep. um yeah I remember uh, when I was playing for the first time, I was, you know, I got to that part. I'm like, oh, look, it's Lewis. And the next thing you know, smack, he gets killed. And I was like, oh, no, oh, it's Lewis. <laughs> like, yeah, oh, I was no. going to make the joke, too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's what happened. And I was like, snap. Like, it really was a good, impactful death. Like, because he, he grew on you because he, he shows up at the times where you're like, oh, snap, this is going to be a tough situation. He's like, hey, Leon. I'm here to help, and you're like, "Thanks, dude." And he helps you with something, and then he, you're out of that sticky situation you were in, and then so suddenly he just up and gets murdered by, yeah. you know. It's uh, uh, hard not to like at least kind of appreciate to some degree because like he, you start off kind of not knowing, and then he kind of ends up sort of like almost taking the player's side in a way, not so much mm -hmm. Leon's, but almost the players and some of the things he does and he says and helping and. Like some of his comments towards Ashley, particularly, which were but obviously listics. true. He was making pounds with the uh, with the player almost, which is a really weird thing to say. Like he's mm -hmm. almost connecting to the the person playing the game as much as Leon in the campaign. But I think that's it's, it helped to make it kind of stand out. And yeah, when he it did ultimately die, you know, it, it hurt more. It was like, oh Christ, mm -hmm. you know, they've actually done it. Yeah, I, I liked Luis. I thought he was pretty good. Capcom knows there. And he was not a mercenary's character. I thought that was stupid. No. Right? I mean, no, why is he not a Merc's character? You have the Red Nine, too. It's, it's the perfect loadout, by the way. Yeah. 
Yeah, because nobody else uses that in that game either. It's just him. That, that, yep. was, that was his weapon. But I, I don't know. One thing I, I found weird, because um, I played 4 before I'd actually played Code Veronica. So I was completely taken aback when suddenly, you know, you're on a watch with like the 80s stuff, and suddenly you see Albert Wesker sit in a desk. I remember watching it and thinking, aren't you meant to be dead? Like, I'm pretty sure you were dead the last time I Oh, played. that would be the best bomb blow moment there, to see Wesker sit in the chair all of a sudden. Yeah, I, 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 because I, I, I hadn't played Code Veronica, so I wasn't privy to like what happened in the story with that, and that he had actually come back and kind of the HCF stuff going on. Um, so yeah, I remember, I remember when I first saw, I was like, wait, what? And like Ada's working for him, and like, what the hell is going on? Like, obviously, in hindsight, having looked at all the story, and I understand a lot more what's going on. It like makes a lot of sense. But I remember seeing that and being like, completely, I was like, what the hell is going on? Are they just crowbar this in for the sake of it? Which wouldn't be particularly unresonant, evil, like mind you, but mm-hmm. I'll give them credit. At least they really explained all that stuff, like in previous games, and also in the Chronicles games. Like they went further in depth on how he came back, which was honestly uh-huh. pretty cool. They kind of yeah. had to because there yeah. was a shit ton of retconning going on, which is very Resident Evil, like, but alas. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, so let me see. As for the question itself, I mean, the other characters, well, outside of just Luis, I mean, they're fine. Um, the the only one that I really found weird and strange was the midget. Uh, I knew it. I was oh like, he's going to say Salazar. 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 I must say this for right now. I took great pleasure of shooting that bastard with a rocket launcher. Oh, my I'm God. Sure did. Did. Sure I feel like nobody actually fights Salazar. Everybody does the RPG thing. No, I did legit fight him, actually. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I did around. too. I think... What did I use the RPG on? I don't think I used it on him. I think I used it Verdugo. on... No, I didn't even use it on Verdugo. I think I used it, like, on the military island against, like... I think we were in, like, the double JJs or something? Double. Oh, yeah, there is two JJs. You're right about yeah, that. Yeah, because it, it was just giving me just mass... Uh, like, real mass pains or something like that. Um, I mean, the Salazar is pretty turkey, but yeah, like he's del- he's obviously very annoying, very frustrating mm-hmm. to deal with, which again is the whole point of his character. You know, you're meant to despise this this man, person, thing. He, whichever one is most applicable there. I don't kinda, know. You know, and after seeing RE0, he kind of reminds me of Ashford. He's like that weird eccentric character. Oh my God. While I would agree <laughs> on a standpoint, I love Alfred Ashford because he's crazy. That's why I have him as part of my streams. And so I can't necessarily agree, but yeah, he's like completely nuts. Dude, that is. guy just, I, I know we're going to talk, I, I know we're going to talk about the Co Veronica remake, but yes. the stuff that guy does in that game is going to be Legendary. hilarious to see Legendary. because oh, yeah. I, got, I got a really good laugh out of it it was pretty funny <laughs> so that voice acting though great. for the original code veronica oh amazing amazing, amazing. The man, beautiful the man, the man deserved an oscar that exactly <laughs> i like how claire calls him a cross-dressing free <laughs> holy shit yeah i mean tell him exactly fair, what he she, she's not wrong she isn't no i mean considering no. he's bad shit crazy it's not that out there mm-hmm. yeah definitely um, well not yeah. in there either God damn it! I think, God. I think one of the Brandon um, like, Why. One of the lesser characters I think are actually are really cool is actually Chief Mendez, uh, the, the the village chief. Like, yeah, he's really cool and really minor. But like, I think for the little part of the game, he kind of um, like, he did his part. Him. 
I think he's mm-hmm. super effective. You know, this massive, imposing, you know, the, the chief who's obviously actually been like hugely genetically modified, and you fight that really awkward boss fight against him. Love it. I flip me, like, Leon over. Geez. Yeah, exactly. You he know, caught, he's the only enemy to catch this man's foot. Yeah, exactly. You know, and that was like the little bit you see really really well done I, f- I think he's like one of the best side characters like of, mm-hmm. like around the series just like ones you don't you don't feel and you play the game like oh yeah i remember you holy shit you beat the shit out of me yeah that's why i remember you. he almost oh, killed leon three times in a cutscene, so he's definitely he's, the big cheese pretty good that's yeah. Big, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, between him and Crowds, they're the only ones that actually came close to killing Leon in that game. I'm gonna be quite frank. If he ignored the dumb luck Leon had in the game, like those those two only came close to killing Leon. I mean, without Ada, yeah, Leon might have been pretty much screwed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at least like Crowds are just kind of like scarred him in the face, but like it could have been so much worse. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh I just wanna kind of wrap up on this question and um, I'm surprised nobody talked about how how much um, how 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 much has changed between uh, both Leon and Ada in RE4 because they they're kind of like more or less aware of the fact of well their past and like Ada's just kind of like upfront about the fact that she's doing like nefarious shit. Mm-hmm. So, which I thought was a really cool dynamic. Like looking back at it after playing like RE2. Uh, it's a good point yeah where obviously the hoax was on and kind of like yeah, obviously trying well, to pull over his eyes and now it's happening she's like yeah exactly, i'm a bit yeah. of a bitch <laughs> yeah basically it's like uh, like it is one of my favorite characters it's like seeing seeing that kind of dynamic of like uh you know we are a bit of a glutton for, <laughs> yeah leon's a bit of a glutton for punishment in terms of just like um you know going after a woman he knows he, technically he's an enemy with but he, yeah, he can't help you know, as he says at the very end of re4 she's a part of him that he just can't let go yeah. to be frank though like re4 has my favorite you know and um interpretations of ada and leon mm. i feel like these are like my definitive way of experiencing these characters because um That's re6 didn't though. do it for me and RE2, yeah. it was like a feel like a bad soul problem, which I mean, given the time it came out, it makes sense. But you know, yeah. Play 4 was the right spot. How do you feel yeah. about like, Wait. Wait. rendition mm-hmm. of their um, interaction? For Ada, um, okay, for what they've done is fine, but like ignoring like the plot stuff is fine. But comparison to like the original, I feel like there's some things that are left out that felt make things feel a little bit more forced rather than, you know. I guess I'm more gullible, Leon, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It also hones uh, in the uh, trouble with women stereotype that Leon has going into six and other games. Oh, yeah, for sure. With Ashley. Uh, no, he, he rejected that one. Like, he had it. He's like, mm, <laughs> president's yeah, he my friend. Honestly, he turned over Hunnigan at the end. He's like, Oh shit! You look you look kind of hot without glasses. You want you want to you want to get a drink? Can I get your number? And she's Can like, I get your number? No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Ashley literally gave her herself up to Leon for part almost a former yeah. time, and he's Honestly, like, nah. Yeah, yeah. You know what? She Honestly. kind of she kind of pulled the thing that happened with this kind of a side thing. I always think of Ashley now in relation to Patty from DMC the anime. Kind of the same thing. Dante dips on her. 
No, okay, no, I'm not even going to touch that conversation well, there. Honestly, when I first oh, man's like, nah. <laughs> when I first Next played, time I didn't on think... the Syndicate podcast. Yep. <laughs> honestly, when I first played, I didn't think Ashley was like old enough to go for Leon, so I was very concerned every time. Yeah, she I thought she was like 15 or like, some shit. Like, yeah, she's not old, 21. And then. Well, yeah, on my stream, someone was like, hey, she's like 22. I'm like, what? She's <laughs> she I'm does pretty... not act 22. <laughs> wow. And Leon was like, look, President's my friend. He's going to be real mad at me when I come back and I do that. I, oh, I man, really she offered, okay? Yeah, it ain't his fault. He, he ain't gonna, he's going to be like, nah, FBI, get him. Uh, I think... <laughs> FBI, open up. <laughs> I think the job was way too important, so that's why, plus... Because, well, well Leon had this behavior before, where it's like, yeah. uh, Ashley, no, but Hunnigan and Angela, yes. She had ballistics, though. Yeah. Okay, anyway. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, uh, this is Resident Evil. Leon just can't get the girl. It's just, it has to be that way. Yeah, but he yeah. had it right there in his hands. He's he like, had no. it right there, but he just can't have it. It's just, it's just how it has to be. Hmm? Uh, anyway, let's um move on from this one. No. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, number six. Uh, well, this is like three of the same type of question. Uh, number six. What is your favorite and least favorite level of Resident Evil Four? Now, define levels, Renegade. Do you mean like sections, like castle, village, yes. Um, yes. island? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I mean, the, the, the opening village segment. Like, there is no better place to start. Right? I mean, yeah. Honestly, yeah. not start there. The village is definitely level. the best one of, of mm -hmm. the three segments. The worst one for me would honestly have to be Castle. I re uh, I played the uh, game again recently on Pro Mode. I must say though, I actually do not like the Castle at all. I can stand the island, but the Castle, mm. no. It like it drags yeah. on too long, and it's so much bullshit. You guys tell exactly. Me. I'm I so backwards with well. it. I I dislike Castle a lot. I was going through it, and it just every time it was felt repetitive at some parts too. And it just I'd be going through, and then I'd have to watch Ashley, and then a horde of the people would come attack me. I'm like, okay, Ashley, come with me. And then she'd be like, Leon, help me. And I'm like, Ashley, what are you doing over there? Must be following me. And then I had the, you know, and plus there was doors everywhere. So it was easy for her to get, you know, mm. captured. And so like, you could be like in the middle surrounded and then Ashley's all the way on the other side of the room. And then they grab her and take her. Now you see, I know all of us here will shit on Ashley for one way or another though. But if she did not cower in fear in front of an uh, enemy, though, she I would shot. have no problem. <laughs> exactly, because mm -hmm. uh, she makes it so easy. I accidentally shot oh, her yeah. with a shotgun blast by because uh, she was right in front of me. In front I of me. I don't <laughs> I know what I don't know what possessed me to take this gamble. I think because the enemy had like a shield or something blocking, mm -hmm. and one of them grabbed Ashley. I'm like, you know what? I whip out the magnum. I'm gonna take a shot at this. I shot her right in the ass, and uh, oops, oops, yeah. Water room is time. fun. Water room is fun. What do people There's a time I was sitting there, and uh, sorry, go on, go on. Okay, <laughs> there was a time I was sitting there and trying to open a box. You know, the knife the boxes to open them, right? Oh, well, I went to knife a box, and Ashley was standing like behind me. I somehow <laughs> killed her when I opened the box, and I was like, "How did that happen?" Killing Sandin. Yes, how did exactly. that happen? Hold up. I've never done that before. Whoa, hold on. I've done it before. I don't know. I was trying to, I was like in a really small corner, tight corner, because I was like, it's like Stranger was like right there, and then there's boxes in front of him that you can open up and get ammo. And Ashley was at this weird angle because she was standing weirdly, like really close to me, and I was really confused why she was so close to me, but 
There she was. How close was it though? Because the knife does have like a pretty white, you no, know, um, hurt well, she was more, Yeah, I know. She was like behind me, but like on my ass, kind of behind me. Hmm. So yeah, she's probably know. close enough to get hit then. Yeah, that's kind of weird. To get hit, but that's she's behind me, so it's kind of weird. <laughs> well, try having a villager carry Ashley, and then all of a sudden, like he's the one that's like I'm aiming, and he's like. It, from his perspective, it's like he's behind going through a door. I shot him in the back, and somehow she got headshotted. I don't know how, but that's that what happened to me. Weapon. That's just the fault of the game at that point. Yeah. I got so mad at Castle, I just literally like went up to Ashley. I pulled out my shotgun, and I just unloaded it because <laughs> I was so pissed. Oh, right. I did there, one there better. Some, I got a magnum. Some real tough sections. No <laughs> I already did that. The, um, the, the, the big water area, sort of about a third of the way in, uh, where you've got to like send her on her own, then she's doing like the wheels. That's a. The water room, yeah. Yeah. It's one of the toughest. I feel like a lot of people remember that. It's a very mm. tough, difficult room. I, I did it not too long ago. I'm like a professional. I'm intending to do a, a base hang of a knife around the game some point this year, and I'm terrified of this room. Oh. It's going to take me a long fucking time to beat, but, you know, that's the way it goes. Um, I was kind of curious to know, what do people make of, like, like, like shooting galleries, if you remember them? Uh, that's shooting a galleries. question for later, like, bonus content. Was okay. it? Oh, oh, yeah, okay, it is. Okay, yeah. I, I don't know if you classify it as, as a level as such. Actually, you right. know what? Since we're on this, though, uh, I'm going to read the next question. What is your favorite and least favorite enemy in Resident Evil um, 4? Oh, this is going to be a fun one. Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm going to be straight, though. I hate the Pelagas. Like, they keep, especially on professional, because the DA is so high. You, they you keep talk about them up. out of the body, right? Yes. Like, I freaking hate them because they're such an inconvenience, because I'm wasting more ammo that I really need to deal with them. That freaked me out the first, the very first time. Like, they come out now? <laughs> uh, so let's see. Worst enemies. Fuck. Ren, um, we know I what mean, you're going to say. There's, there's, a, there's a few shots. I mean, I think oh, probably shit. my I, I most favorite. Question, didn't I? Yeah, you did. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna uh, say, can I just go really quick with that? Go on. Go on. I was just going to say that I, I really hate the castle segment only because of the design-wise. I just feel like hey. it doesn't fit well. Like, aesthetically speaking, when you think about just the overall, like, level design between the castle and then comparing that to the village and also the, uh, mm -hmm. the military section. I hate them. The military island like, sucks for me. Like, those areas make more sense than the castle. I think... You know, for a remake, they could make all that stuff look better. But I, you know, I, I used to be an island hater. Like I don't, I don't feel too fondly of this stage either because they just tend to give the enemies more crossbows and more JJs, and it's kind of stupid. But fucking gun turrets on professional. I don't need to tell nasty. you any more than that. They are nasty. Oh, yeah, but you know what? I will admit this enemies. though. Mm -hmm. Five four actually the beginning where you got when the homeboy with the helicopter comes in. Mike, that segment is easily the worst segment in the whole game. I won't deny that. You what mean because Mike but... sits on his ass and doesn't help you on pro? Yeah, it's real fun. Oh yeah. It's like, what are you doing in that chopper? You're eating a fucking donut. Help me, do something. I, I think he was giving head while flying the helicopter. On All right. What the fuck? Okay. Yeah. No. Uh, but you know, kind of the segment. Um, that answer into um, this question. This is least and uh, least favored and favorite enemies, right? Um, so, like in that regard, like I actually do like a lot of the enemies that are featured in the castle by comparison to the military, um, only because it's it's very fitting of the environment. You know, you got this like medieval like cult like 
um, you know, group of uh, Los Illuminados, right? And they're the they're super like zealots. Tire. Yeah. Um, my problem with the island, uh, you know, by comparison to the village and um, to the castles, that like a lot of the enemies, you know, even though aesthetically speaking, yeah, they might look like they fit. Some of them just don't work right because, like, when you think about it, like, uh, <laughs> Ren, you're dumb. <laughs> but uh, when you when you think about it, like, you got, uh, yes, I know it's like a remote Spanish island, so maybe they don't have the most modern of uh, like military equipment around that time. But why are they using crossbows? Like, How I, do I you, guess, like, when you I know think about dumb? it, like, comparing, oh, hold on, right there, right? like, when you compare it to like RE5, right? Like, and you run into the military dudes towards the latter half of the game, right? All of them have, like, what is typical, typically found in, like, that kind of region for military groups, right? Um, so, when I think about it, like, for RE4, right? Like, why don't they have stuff that would fit for, like, the Spanish military, like, around that time? Or at least, you know, given the fact that it's a remote island, have military equipment that might not have been um might not be used by the spanish military at its at that current point but was and just was never circulated out in that remote part because they didn't need it right well you also got to consider that um this is a rogue um, militia type group so like using sure. like spanish like weapons or whatever wherever was the thing at the time would not fall with these guys considering they live in literally in the um was it 1100 century whatever um style village you know so yeah, like you, I, you got to suspend your belief a little bit in that regard a, a little mm. bit yeah i mean like again i could understand it for like the um you know the villagers and also the uh the castle like castle enemies Mm. Uh, but for like those military enemies, I just I kind of just don't understand. I don't know when they have Gatlin guns. Like, yes, damn you! Like, I was gonna say that. I'm like, so what's their excuse for JJ, who is way more up to speed than the rest of them? Yeah, so, he's just like, the man. Like I said, suspend your disbelief. So at yeah. least, at least in terms of like enemies, I, I I don't particularly care for the 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 uh, last section of the game in terms of just how the enemies are designed in that regard however um you know if i had to pick between the very beginning the middle or the very end uh i feel like the the middle of the castle segment has the best enemy designs by far but that's just my opinion so. I mean, the, the castle's got some very very cool enemies i mean you think you got like the um the uh, the garridors I thought yep. was a nice kind of yeah, I like them too. Been, like taught, had their eyes removed and thus have you know rely heavily on like sound, which is very reminiscent of like the liquors, for example, and mm. nickelating that. Um, I oh, mean, I never made a comparison. Shit, they are the liquors. They, they pretty yeah, much yeah, are. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's that's, that's I, I agree. They are the liquors of our very very cool stuff. Um, you know, some of the bosses as well. You going to obviously uh, the Salazar fight itself is a bit kind of crazy. Uh, you've got you three, which you fight in like the uh, in the 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 underground kind of metal case thing, whatever the hell that was. I don't even remember what it was quite exactly like the shipping containers. Some giant ass cube. This weird. Yeah. yeah, that random out of place segment in five three. <laughs> like, what the hell is that spot was, there? Okay, yeah. I'm glad I'm not the only one who's like, why is he here? <laughs> 
it was a bit you. out of nowhere, but it was just... No, hilarious. never mind you three himself, though. Like, the environment that you're in. Like, what literally is that? Like, what what's the sole purpose of this, that whole shipping container-looking place? That was definitely if... just made to have the boss in there. I can't see any logical yeah. reason why they would have that, like, mining hazard right there. Yeah, it's... Seriously? It, it, yeah, the location makes no sense. But, I mean, as well... I think one of my favorites... I mentioned this in an earlier podcast we did... Um, but uh like one thing it's also kind of one of the most hated in a way is is verdugo which was mentioned earlier i love the concept of like verdugo being like you know everything you fight in the game this is like the one thing that is basically almost unkillable yeah i always wish they kind of did a bit more of it than rather just like this one sort of side segment like a one little sewer area and that's it if you kill him or not you never see him again i, I kind of wish they'd done a little bit more with him personally it felt like a, a bit of a um I wouldn't say missed opportunity, but just like there was, there was a lot of potential to do more with him. You know? Imagine, uh, well, I know imagine, what Brandon say. Imagine if he actually merged with Salazar at the um and um during his boss fight, if he uh, didn't kill him. Yeah, that would cool. yeah, like like if you didn't take out Voodoo, go isolated, like it made Salazar in the boss fight even more dangerous than it would have been. Any kind of like cool, like cause and effect, because you just run out, run him, and avoid. He just disappears into the ether, you know, which is a bit. I I always thought he kind of dumb. Yeah, just really quick. I was going to say, too, it kind of just sounded as well, like, in a sense that you wanted, like, almost like Nemesis in, in the sense where you had, like, Fuck. he could potentially <laughs> pursue you, you know? Um, Yo, or anything. I'm guessing that's what you wanted to say. Yeah, I was yeah, going to say, I've always thought about that. I'm like, he's supposed to be this right hand. He's supposed to be a yeah. big guy. Why doesn't he pursue me in the sewers? That would make the sewers way yeah. more interesting. Um, And, you know, if... If not that, at the very least, like, um, have something where it's like you can, you can, like, I don't know, like, like RE3, sometimes you get into like these segments where, like, yeah, you know, you, you have these enemies to deal with, but then, like, suddenly because you didn't kill Nemesis in RE3, right? He would, like, pop out and start chasing you down, you know, and you would have to just keep fucking running until you either take mm-hmm. him down or, or get away from him. So they could have done something similar to that in the sense where it's like, um, if you don't take him out, he will just keep following you up until until the point you get to that Salazar, Salazar boss fight, and I think that would have worked really well. Yeah, you gave me an idea on that. I think they should introduce him sooner in like in a potential remake, a potential RE4 remake. He should be like the pursuer for the whole castle segment if you don't do something to neutralize him permanently throughout the whole mm-hmm. um, castle segment. Yeah, um, yeah he, he, does, he definitely feels like a wasted character. And, and I think now too, like, and I'm glad you brought this up, Brandon, like, I think now with like um you have re7 re2 remake and re3 remake all of them having pursuer type enemies that you have to deal with throughout those games uh capcom has more than the like more than enough experience to do this again and you know change this up enough to where it doesn't feel so similar to those other three instances being uh jack baker mr x and nemesis from those respective games mm. so there's definitely a lot that they can do oh. taking off that experience. You know what? You just made me think of something. How do you guys feel about uh, Chainsaw Man? I was about to bring it. We, we've yet to talk about Dr. Salvador. Uh, he's cool. It's uh, pretty, pretty right. memorable things. So I feel like, yeah, we got to talk about I him I hate now. Super Salvador, but, you know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm I, mean, gonna I was going to say, I mean, Dr. Salvador was so good. They then obviously put in Resident Evil 5. They made like this bizarre bone copy in RE6. Like, um, you know, they've certainly felt that hits off. He, he really stuck. I, I have a bit of a hot take. Um, Uh-oh. I want them to do Super Dr. Salvador in a oh. remake, like in the campaign. 
like, oh yeah, he is just a mercenary. He's just yeah, a he's mercenary. only in Waterworld. And I really want to see that happen. Like, just as a like, you know, boss, just for the fuck of it. I don't even care if it's like, you know, piss easy to deal with. I just want to see it happen. Okay, I, he's I, a head doctor. <laughs> I think maybe one thing they should do is I, I don't mind killing Super Salvador, but since he likes to tank through attacks, maybe he could be annoying. I'm surprised that since they have the whole uh, adaptive difficulty thing for RE4, why not just like sort of use that for a uh, professional this time around or remix enemies like they did with um, Inferno? Cause that would be cool. You're changing the game in some sort of way. So instead of the uh, normal chainsaw, man, it'll be Super Salvador in Chapter One. And I'm like, well, what the fuck? Here we go. And I, you know, since we talk about boss fights, um, I'm gonna read off number eight. Uh, what's your favorite and least favorite boss battle in the game? All right, continue. Uh, okay, so favorites, I Krauser is just hands down. I, I love that fight, even okay. though he's super easy with the knife. He's still fun to fight, and I, I just love mm -hmm. how he pops out with the machine gun, shoots you, throws grenades. It's it's very like you know. Hands he's on. a very dynamic boss fight because I'm gonna be honest oh, with you guys yeah. though. Um, mm -hmm. I don't find the boss fights in RE4 memorable. In fact, though, if I had to list um, favorite fights, though, none of them would be RE4 with the exception of Krauser. Only because, though, he changes up the whole um, formula of um, the segment where you fight him in. Because mm -hmm. you got to worry mm -hmm. about, okay, this dude is going to literally hunt me down or come around the corner, shoot me, toss a grenade, whatever. He has, somehow also, has these drones. He's also not like a mindless Plagos monster. I mean, he has the Plagos, but he's not stupid. Yeah, he's him. He's yeah. literally his own character. That's, that's very different for most Resident Evils. You usually don't deal with enemies like that maybe wesker but that's not till later well yeah he's only in um five so mm -hmm. but yeah so yeah krauser's definitely the best one but the <laughs> worst yeah, one I, I i really enjoy the krauser fight especially it made me like think too because like i'm not very good at at like quick time events like i'm not really good at um what's the word i'm going for um fast reaction time advanced timing skills yeah yeah and i'm just like I would end up pressing the wrong button. I'm like, don't tell me I have to do this over and over again. But it really made me think. But I liked it. I thought that was really cool. Also, Nikki, since you have to go, um, name your favorite boss and then do your outro. Oh, God, my favorite boss. Jeez. I mean, it's been so long that, like, names are just, like, completely out the window. But I guess, yeah, my favorite would probably be Krauser, I said. Yeah. What about worse? Oh, God. I hated. I really hated fighting Salazar. Just if I remember that fight exactly, it's like I said, it's been so long since I played four that like I need a refresher. But yeah, I guess he's one of the bosses that has the one hit kill move because if you're standing in the middle of the yeah, if you're standing in the middle of the um square like on the top right where the ladder is the uh verdugo monster that fuse into him will kill you in one hit yeah, oh god one bite. yeah that that would that would be just my luck <laughs> i don't regret yeah, rpging him now pretty much everyone got hit by that like there was no shame in it it's just if you're like downstairs a, like you're okay yeah exactly but pretty much everyone got caught by it at some point like oh well that's bad let's not uh let's not do that again mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly it's like well you learn from your mistakes then Exactly. Least, least favorite. Uh, hmm. I, I, I kind of want to say Delago. Oh, I agree on that one. 
not because know. he's hard. I, I just I think it's kind of not that interesting. Like yeah. it's it's a neat set piece, but like all you do is just spam the shoot button at him and throw the harpoons, mm-hmm. duck, turn. That's it. It's not much to yeah, it. Yeah, that's the one. But I still gotta go with U three because he's up there. For stars, too. Yeah, like he's like a pace breaker or at least a patent out thing to keep that tractor long. Because um, to already get to Krauser though, you gotta get through him. And five three itself is already long as it is though. So like you're literally patting out something that's ridiculously long as it is, you know? So like yeah, nah. You three get a <sighs> fuck out. I'm in agreement now. I'm changing my answer. Delago can go down a little bit. Yeah, I was, I was gonna say I, I was gonna give um honorable mention to like at least the setup to Delago. I think the way they kind of like build up to the fight, I think's cool with like, you know, the the, the whole late thing, people getting chucked in. The fact that you can obviously like trigger him to attack you before you even do the boss fight by like throwing like shooting all oh, I agree. Was, was a cute little thing Shoot the, the, boss fight, the, the boss fight itself i think was a little disappointing like it was a bit lacking but i think the setup for it was pretty cool though. Yeah. Yeah. yeah i'm i'm gonna go with del lago not because it's like you know bad or anything it's just boring compared to the other boss fights in the game so it's like even even Mendez for the tank that he is, he was even a little bit more interesting despite being super easy. So I got to go with him for worst. Yeah. Um. In terms of best, I still have to say Krauser. I mean, everyone said it. Just the dynamic and everything. I I guess if I had a second best, it probably would be Saddler because I kind of like that fight where he's throwing like the steel girders at Leon. I thought that was cool, and you could do like backflips over them. Mm-hmm. Uh, before I go, I'll let Nikki do her outro because I know she's about to leave. So, oh yeah, yeah, I'm about to leave because I have dinner waiting. So, yeah. Um, so, uh, where can we find you, Nikki? Uh, you can find me on Twitch at Nero Catatonic. It's all one word. You can find me on Twitter at Miss Catatonic. It is a little underscore in between. And um, you can also find me launching my radio show next week. So if you like death metal, if you like doom metal, yeah, I got the place for you. Nice. Good luck with that. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you, guys. <laughs> Enjoy dinner. Enjoy dinner, Whopper. I will. Thank you, guys. See you later. See ya. See ya. See ya. Anyway, um, yeah, so for me, actually, um, I guess my favorite boss fight is, surprisingly enough, is going to be Menendez, uh, the, the big cheese, because uh, it's actually like one of the first major bosses that you fight in Resident Evil 4 when you think about it. Mm. Um, he's kind of like this character that is uh, essentially just there to like lead you into well once you defeat him right lead you into the castle and get you introduced to the real antagonists of the game which are sadler and uh, salazar um and also just because um you know over the many times that i've played resident evil 4 uh i realized that he's become so easy for me to fight that i could literally just cheese him and never have to take damage on that boss fight or very rarely take damage uh, just by sticking up on the second floor and just going back and forth, he's very easy to just dupe that way. Um, but I think for me, the worst one, which uh, I'm surprised Ren actually likes this boss fight, is the Saddler boss fight. Uh, I don't particularly like that boss fight because of the fact that he could throw the steel beams at you. Um, and I also just don't really like the fact that like, if you need to run past that boss, if, say, for whatever reason you just happen to get cornered, um, and you can't drop the steel beams on him to, you know, do the uh, knife QT 
you get hit by his uh, Plagas tails, which um, are constantly going sporadically all over the place as you're walking past him. So um, not particularly one of my favorite boss fights. In fact, that was a boss fight that I was stuck on for quite a bit on my first run, so not too fond on it. I guess because you can do the dodge, I just found that whole um, throwing thing easy. Uh, the only part that kind of sucks is when there's a stupid bridges that go out and you have to cross That's them. Yeah, and then if you jump over them, he'll jump over there and then you'll start getting hit. But otherwise, I, I found them to be not that much of an issue. That's probably why it's just like whatever yeah, to me in terms of I don't of find them an issue either because you know why? I just shoot his eyeball with a rocket launcher. Yep, you can do that. Well, and that's, that's the I got too I much money about. by the end. I, I kind of had an issue with that too. It's like you can beat most, if not all, the bosses uh, without using the rocket launcher. Sadler, yes, is the exception because you have you have to unless if you're using infinite weapons or special weapons that you get from New Game Plus, you have to use the special rocket launcher with the red uh, rocket head. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's serious I, tradition, though. You always beat the final boss with a rocket. Yes. yes. Although I would have liked the alternative of not having to do that, you know? Just give oh, look at this kid. <laughs> like, no, no, it's, I understand it's comfort. Like, it, like it's I, I, know, I know it's, I know it's like, again, I know it's serious tradition. Um, but you could argue to a technicality, like, like Resident Evil 3, for example. It kind of broke mm -hmm. that tradition by just having Jill shoot, ne like, I mean, it up the ante. Yeah, mm -hmm. like yeah. shoot the uh, shoot the yeah because you have a bigger a... rocket launcher, a rail gun. Yeah, a rail gun. <laughs> well, no, aside from the rail gun, because like you remember at the very very end of our yeah, game, no, you shoot him with the max. fucking crawling, and you can mm -hmm. shoot him with the revolver. So like, I guess what I'm trying to say is that I would have liked an alternative. You know, I'm not saying that I I don't necessarily not like having to use the rocket launcher it's just that i would have liked options i like i like options in how i'm going to dispose of these bioorganic weapons you know i'm, I'm just saying so i, I don't want to do it like a burden yeah no, I will exactly like, yeah you you can definitely take him out without using the launcher but it is incredibly taxing having to do it without the rocket launcher that maybe could have made it like a little bit easier perhaps to not force to use the rocket launcher because you just it's so so tanky otherwise it's incredibly hard to kill him so i, I can i can understand yeah and and keep in mind like this is assuming you're playing on like a fresh run without new game plus equipment exactly that you exactly get from from playing professional from being the game on normally and also doing like mm -hmm. some of the other side content where you unlock that extra stuff, yeah so. trying to do it in like a vanilla run is incredibly difficult yeah so you know it is what it is uh but you know, there's just a few things that I didn't particularly like about that boss fight, but most of my my bad experiences with that come from my initial run. So, actually, you know what? I just thought about it uh, real quick. Right, uh, other, other Sadler, Ada's Sadler sucks. I think he's actually the worst boss in the entire game. Period. Like him without being a monster is actually worse to me. Oh, he's, he's actually just a challenge. Yeah. Bullets fucking annoying. Yeah, yeah, he's actually a challenge. What who would have thought? Yeah, no, challenge, that's a, that's but a good shot. Yeah, that's a challenge. That's trying to Resident Evil as well. It's always like when the big bad transforms into the mutation, though. They actually are stupid because of that. Like, yeah, you have a chance of winning. Yeah, his last year, mutation. I went through professional RE4 and I got to Ada's thing. And I'm like, oh my god, why? Yeah, one of the hardest parts. Yeah, completely. It is. It is for me. It is the hardest part. 
and she that's has owned after tough her Krauser boss fight, which can be beaten the same that's... way that Leon's uh, Krauser boss yeah. fight goes. So yep, exactly. just knife him. Yep. Good shot. All right. Uh, who's with number nine? If anybody else did not go, um, Queen Chicken, did you went for number um eight? Uh, I don't know. I kind of did. Not really. Didn't really go and expanded because. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, my favorite boss was Krauser, of course. I, I liked his fight because it was different, and he had the you know little things you had to do, and you're also collecting those pieces to the door. And I like that a lot because I always like the little puzzles and stuff like that for Resident, the older Resident Evil games, and I felt like that kind of incorporated that in the that boss fight. My least was Del Lago, the lake monster. I I I played on PC, so it was a little hard with the mechanics because the controls for PC are a little different. They're terrible. They're terrible. Yeah, so that oh, fight was terrible on PC when I was playing it, and it was just oof. <laughs> but it wasn't that bad. I got through it pretty easily, but I just didn't like it. I just felt like I was doing the same thing over and over, and I was like, is it going to do anything different? Is this what it's going to be? And it just felt dragged on. But yeah. There's, there's one last thing I will add, and move on. Uh, adding on to that, the Krauser fight, you bring up a good mm -hmm. point with the pieces, because like, Krauser like openly acknowledges about these pieces, like he keeps one on him. He's kind of like leading Leon around. He's kind of like gaming and playing with him, which I think again is like mm -hmm. kind of tying back to like their their past and in, in going and stuff as well. So I think that's a really good point, actually. Mm -hmm. But yeah, all right. Uh no, um, Black Shadow, can you read number nine for us? I can. You wish. Uh... So Resident Evil 4 was known for a host of scrapped betas over the course of development. Uh, which concept, storyline, or mechanics stood out to you most from those versions? Uh, the fact that Democrat is tested. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, see, honestly, I did like the little weird supernatural elements they had in um, the, what's it called, the Hookman demo? Yeah, I was going to say that too. I thought that was pretty neat though. I wish that could have come back in like, if not Resident Evil, but like another Capcom game. Cause I think that looked kind of promising. You know what I really hate the most? I hate the fact that they had all those elements and remember how RE was originally going to be where it was like a first person uh, ghost experience. I'm so fucking surprised they did not make like a ghost like horror game in that vein with the doll babies creeping up because I think that would have been actually pretty creepy. And they found their way into Onimusha, if I'm not mistaken. That Yeah, that is true that um some of them are like in yeah, that game so, dom's so, pdsd over there yeah so let, let me um let me explain <laughs> like so the dolls from the resident evil 4 uh concept where they would start springing up and whatnot they actually got reintroduced into onimusha 3 uh some of the areas believe it or not from uh that like concept version of re4 uh, and some of the trailers that they showed like the gas version i think um a lot of those areas got reworked into Resident Evil 5's Lost in Nightmares. That whole Spencer estate that we go through, a lot of that stuff is from the cut version. Um, so it's like, it's really cool that we did did to a technicality uh... get that stuff. But like, it would have been even better if we got like a whole like fully fledged game out of the like concept, but less with the paranormal stuff. Because I think my biggest problem with like you know, Resident Evil 4 and uh, Resident Evil 7 is, like, there's too much of this emphasis on, like, this paranormal stuff that just does not make sense in the context of Resident Evil, especially when you look at 
a majority of the games they're really they really try to be grounded in what the series established and that's why i feel like five did it really well by comparison to re4 but um still though i do think it would have been so cool just to see like you know instead of them uh getting rid of what they had with re4 which to a technicality to a technicality they didn't we got uh devil may cry we got uh aspects of haunting ground and um i don't know what else like again we had the enemies from that that got transferred into onimusha 3 um it would have been nice to see like another game uh like come out of that i guess yeah like so it's not all gone but it's just the fact they should have just leaned into the ghost horror game that they wanted to do and that probably would have been the perfect game to do it in if they wanted to focus on like hallucinations and psychological horror they know that um doing a new concept like that will probably be better than just putting it into other games i'm glad for these games being made but i still want them to kind of make their own thing with that i think another thing that i really liked is also the fact that they were going to introduce wesker's um host hive catcher force into re4 but it got cut so they decided to reintroduce that again in um well not the force itself but just the uroboros virus into re5 uh but yeah. i i do kind of going to be the Good. spencer children at one point for re4 which that that's what ended up becoming devil may cry because mm. mm-hmm. like, that was a Chip- whole thing on and in on itself which um i think at the time when Tony Redgrave, when that was going to be a, a Resident Evil character uh, before that became Dante, uh, I believe there was supposed to be like a private eye who happened to be friends with Leon, um, which for some reason everybody's friends with Leon, but you know. I mean, aren't you? I am. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. No, uh, he doesn't punch boulders enough for me. Yeah, but <laughs> not bad enough for Brandon. Like, the Virgin um, Leon in the you chat. Know what I mean, it's like, um, there's just. Uh, there was just a lot of things that they could have done with with uh, the concepts that they had, and instead of trying to utilize them or save them for later uh, later games in the fr- franchise, they kind of just put them to the wayside. And yeah, sure, we did get new things out of them, but um, you know, we didn't get maybe as much as we would have preferred. I guess is what I'm trying to say with that. So. Uh, the last thing I think I wanted to see, well, I, I'm pretty sure it's not going to happen, but they were talking about how the last build of RE4, like before um, it turned into the final game we had, and before, um, well, I think it was after the castle version, they said they were going to make a zombie version. So I, I wonder how that would have turned out, but I said in my RE4 review that I am assuming the reason they didn't go for this is because they did not figure out how to make the over the shoulder work with the sort of like traditional thing they do with zombies where it's like, oh, headshot once, they're dead. So this is kind of why um, RE2 Remake had the idea to subvert the zombies and make them where it's like, if you shoot them in the head, they don't necessarily die, it's just they get back up again and again and again until you really are sure you pop their head off uh so i assume they had problems with that and they decided to say fuck it let's make the human enemies because a human enemy was going to pursue you in that game as well before they changed it to the ganado 
I would yeah, also it, say it, too, it feels like, like it's, it's game really quick, like, gone. I would also say too when you think about that like uh look at how the enemies move in like RE4 and 5 and also in 6 right and then compare that to like uh the old games and then also look at um the RE2 and 3 remakes right um I think they probably had a problem with trying to figure out how can we get it to look like uh when those like zombies are moving and whatnot that their heads are like swaying realistically and uh on maybe not necessarily unnaturally but just very uh very unyieldy where it's like yeah you could easily miss a shot because they're just not standing still and they're 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 moving constantly right so it's like and you're trying to frantically try to get a shot in so that way you could you know put these zombies down so i guess they were trying to figure out how to do that properly without uh, making the game too easy because you know zombies are constantly slow moving and whatnot so mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but i think it worked for re2 because enclosed space or uh even at re3 is like they just litter the area with zombies and they do this whole thing where they either rush you or they do this whole fast walk or double lunge even though it's annoying that is one way to keep up with the player in terms of movement but uh, Black Rock, I keep saying Black Rock. God damn. Yeah, and all, I'm not the only one. <laughs> yeah, so it's all it's always in my head. But Black Shadow, you were gonna say something? Yeah, I, I, I mean, it comes. It's 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 game balancing, isn't it? Um, at the end of the day, like mm. if you could just, you know, aiming's not a difficult thing to do in these games. As we mentioned earlier, like the aiming system, everything. It's so simple and easy to, to perform, which kind of helps. You know, it feels very tight, very responsive. I mean, if you just shot off something in the head once and it's dead, like, what do you do? You know, you don't really have much of a game, so it, you have to balance it ultimately in the end. And you know, sometimes you have to kind of like twist plot a little bit around it, and sometimes you have to kind of like spend disbelief and kind of make some inconsistency to do it. Like I, I got no problems in doing that. Yeah, it's it's sort of like Death Space. You have to basically unlearn the headshot. Also, uh, anyone else want to continue on before we move on? Yes, I'll read number 10, because I actually eagerly did answer this one. All right. Does anybody else? No, no I'm good. Nope. Go on nope, once. I'm good. Go on twice. Sold to the bitch in the red dress. All right. So, number 10. It's uh, always her, of... every time. Exactly, because it's appropriate. She is, she's got some money behind her. Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of um, Resident Evil 4 betas, um, is, there any, is there anything that should be cut? alter or expand upon if they do a potential resident evil 4 remake i, I um, feel like we need to split this into like areas so much scope for this like well here's something gameplay, i think characters exactly well mm -hmm. here's something i think they can add though i want them to reintroduce that weird supernatural element from um one of the betas but you no know, his thing though leon is affected in the um in four right they could just um use that as a way for like the blockers messing with leon's mind and do that Oh, so he's hallucinating from the virus kind of thing? Yes, because you yeah, see him lose control once already, thanks to, um, no, Ada. Because Ada yeah. had to lose stab him and keep him to growing to snap him out of it. Yeah. Dream I think you have an incredibly good point, because while it's obviously, it happens, and it's a plot point with Resident Evil 4, it's like, as soon as it happens, it almost doesn't matter until the couple of occasions suddenly it's like, oh yeah, of course we're infected, we kind of need to do something about it. And then it doesn't, it's not relevant until it happens again. Exactly. Next. Like you I always think, no, always forget about it until yeah like, no I, I think you up. are absolutely on the money. Uh, they should definitely do more of that. Um, you know uh, if they 
I don't know if they're going to do first person or whatever. They've got so much scope now to kind of like, you know, these hallucinations or seeing things not quite right or, you know, like, I mean, not even, I wouldn't say dream sequences or anything like that, but yeah, there's so much scope um, to run with that. I think it's a great shout. Mm-hmm. I only said that because Leon is like knocked out. I think he passes out once and then the plug is still like fucking with his mind. So maybe they could get away with something like that. But uh, I don't know. It, it just depends really. Like if it's implemented well, then I totally don't mind. It just depends on how it's incorporated into segments and gameplay. Uh, in terms of the question itself, stuff I want to see for RE4 Remake, uh, well, definitely some of the horror concepts from the betas, maybe, like, I don't know. I, I would like if they would fill in gaps of Operation Javier, because, once again, people said it earlier, Krauser kind of come, he, he kind of comes out of nowhere. Uh, yeah. so it's like, yeah, maybe they should shoehorn that in because the story is already made. So it's like, why not just mm-hmm. show that and give more context? Yeah, yeah I agree I on that. But the plot exists now, which was made. As I was saying with that earlier, I think they should make that into like a side, uh, like mini game or like a uh, DLC story. So separate ways. Uh, actually, that should be his own game, honestly, because or maybe. Like, yeah. Well, if you're talking about like hallucinations, maybe like try and throw that in as like something that like, he passes out and has like a hallucination past, and then use that as like a tie into his past, like a meteorist type thing. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. Why, why not use that as as your your story mechanic? You know, makes that would be a cool thing to, to do. Yeah, I think that'd be a really I, I nice way to do that too. Like I, I guess what I'm trying to say with that is like you know I could understand where people would want that be a full game and whatnot, but mm-hmm. like I'm kind of. The way that I kind of see Capcom doing this kind of stuff is like, um, you know, they, they'll give us these like cool things that we want um, or they'll they'll kind of tease these things, but they won't actually like fulfill on those like those things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, they'll give us a little taste, but we'll never actually get the full experience of something like that is what I'm trying to say. Um, so it's like, I think, you know, realistically speaking, it would be more ideal to have it as a you know like a side like thing to replace like assignment ada or uh you know just be its own like standalone dlc thing but uh, i mean you want realistic though that's asking for too much already yeah even mm-hmm. then it's like yeah it's so it's like you know what i'm saying it's like i don't know like i would i would really like to see that stuff uh be addressed in some way shape or form uh in in game format uh, but obviously not in like a chronicle style spin-off because I think that's where a lot of people had that that issue. Um, mm. But who knows? Uh, worst case scenario could be is that they just retcon the whole thing entirely, and then we just don't get it at all. So, I mean, it's definitely possible. I mean, that's um, there is yeah. obviously possible retconning upcoming with the whole plot of how the parasite works and that. Umbrella apparently already has it, which is obviously with Nemesis, and obviously mm-hmm. originally, yeah, they already fucked up with that. But so, that's only if still, because Resistance yeah, so far they, they, is they, not they, concrete yet in canon. They've not pulled the trigger, but they definitely could pull the trigger and just totally usurp a lot of this whole Lost Blaga stuff, which would be, I'd be pretty uncomfortable with that. Like, I I don't know if I'd like that or not. Like, they have to give a pretty damn good justification to do it. Um, but I'm not sure how comfortable I would be if they decide to go that far of it. It's a wait and see affair for me because yeah. Well, yeah. it's it's written, but 
how Capcom is with how things are written now and implementing them, it could go either way because there is stuff that they did for the original where it's truly not the same in the remakes or has been written to be different. So uh, no, well, actually, I got a better example. Actually, um, freaking what's that game called again that we all don't like? Umbrella Corpse was it? Yep. Like there's some that game is always has been tied to be partial canon, right? Like stuff has been written, said, seen, but mm-hmm. the cat cops did not follow up on those events just yet. So like this could be the same case scenario. While it's said this this could be the case though, but we haven't seen it or has it been pushed through as of yet. Yeah. So it's, it's wait and see until they do it. Like if they do do it, then. It's kind of weird how they said Lost Plagas was mined in that particular village for years, and this is why Wesker wanted it because it was something new and it hasn't been discovered until that point. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Which they was very apparent in the um, in the in the sequels, but thanks to this um, potential retcon though, that also causes more confusion. Yeah, yeah a, li- a, a little change has a lot of consequences down the line and makes a lot of things suddenly not work at all well, if at all. Exactly. Um, that is if, a problem. Yeah. If they pull it off, I will be amazed. I'll give props yep. where it's due, but that's just a big if. Well, this is where I'm, I'm expecting them to be an RA4 we make to A, do it, and then B, say, look, this is just like a complete alternate timeline now. Like, we've already been changing here. Now it's just like a what if, you know, and it's just a completely alternate universe to the original games or something. That wouldn't shock me if they did What that. was the word they use all the time for the remakes? To reimagining. Reimagining, sure. yeah. Reimagining, yes. That's which, a is, which is kind of where we're at here. You know, um, <laughs> I get asked, like, you know, what's canon, what isn't canon? To me, I'm just like looking at these, like, they're kind of like modified canon, but like, as far as it's the original kind of where it's at but yeah if they do it and they do it for enough fine but i'm concerned so i feel like uh part of the problem is that because we have so many different um ways to experience resident evil now um capcom is just kind of like doing whatever the fuck they want and they're not really taking into consideration if this makes sense for their story um and i know this is kind of like diverging off the topic question but it's like I i feel like for maybe in the future when if they decide to you know like reboot the franchise um you know they need to just start thinking about doing like alternate timelines where like yeah some of the things that we've experienced did happen but now in this new timeline there are you know maybe slightly different rules or different events that take place where um they could be a little bit more consistent with uh what they're trying to do with actually story in a world lore. So. Actually, um, the Chronicle games um do a good job at this because they're basically a British versions, um, at least the ones that you know takes the mainline games and just pin them together. They actually do a good job of mixing both, like say um one and two, like you have Jill and Chris's campaign together in one, so you experience everything with one exception of Barry not being in that scenario for some reason, but you do experience like you no know, both campaigns together at the same time, and you see a natural progression between both so like they did a good job with that in the chronicles game so so why can i why can they do it here in the, with the remakes you know because yeah. um, something's not right with, with that regard you know so so just to answer this question oops sorry i didn't mean to smack my mic uh but just to answer this question before we move on uh one of the things that i would well actually two of the things that i'd really like to see uh make its way into uh, a Resident Evil 4 remake from the cut concepts is uh, the very much horror aesthetic of uh, the betas that we saw, especially with how the castle is uh, very much designed, where it's much more like, um, it's much more uh, 
claustrophobic, very dark. You hardly can see anything, and you know the uh, the need of a flashlight in order to see like what's in front of you and whatnot. I think would be really great. Uh, I I think that they need to have more of an emphasis on horror for for a remake. Uh, but also to uh, I would like to see the Hookman, but I would like to see the Hookman in a way where it makes sense in the context of Resident Evil rather than it being like this paranormal uh, like entity that comes out of a painting. You know, mm-hmm. um, I think that they're they could make it in a way where it makes sense in the context of Resident Evil Four story, um, especially given the fact that we have seen Capcom um, with with the remakes uh, introduce new enemy types that do fit in the context of uh, those games that they were appearing in. So, I mean, if they do it and do it well, then fair play to them. I think it's a heck of an ass to try and tie it in effectively. But, I mean, I'll leave it to them to prove me wrong. Yeah. All right. Um, who wants to read off number 11 if nobody else can have to head on number 10? I could read off number 11. All right, go right ahead. Uh, how do you all feel about additional content and unlockables of Resident Evil 4, Resident Evil 4 Mercenary, Separate Ways, Assignment Ada, uh, New Costumes, Professional Mode, Weapons, etc.? Um, so, if I'm not mistaken, not all of the modes were like part of RE4 until they did the ports. For the GameCube no, version, yeah, it was Separate no, Ways. Right. No. Yeah, and th- those have been cu- those have become standard with every subsequent re-release, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. I guess my biggest concern with that is uh, which one they cut. <laughs> yeah, so they're gonna cut out or just omit altogether, right, and not introduce because we've seen this with Resident Evil Two Remake and Resident Evil Three Remake, especially and Three. As much as I like both Resident Evil Two and Three Remakes, um. The thing that I will absolutely agree with on everybody is that there was no reason why they should have not included some of those modes that were introduced in subsequent releases because, you know, those were nice additions to have. Even though they were technically not part of that original experience, it would have been nice to have just, you know, just to have it, right? Um, I'm mostly concerned about seeing uh, mercenaries in separate ways go. Um, more so than Assignment Ada, just because Assignment Ada is not necessarily something you need to have. Uh, Separate Ways is more so just an expansion of the main game in terms of story content, so I I would like to see that stay. And Mercenaries just, I feel like that should stay just because it's a fun little It's Mercenaries. It needs just revision, that's all. I don't... I want to see... I guess what I'm trying to say with that is I want to see the latest rendition of Mercenaries post-Resident Evil 6 because Resident Evil 6 was the last game that we had Mm. a Mercenaries in, right? Alright, so so I'm going to play Devil's Advocate. I don't think they're going to cut separate ways because they didn't cut for Survivor and you could pretty much say that was like story content for Honk. So if they would have cut that, then... I would have more of an opinion on that, but I they... somewhat disagree on that, Ren, because it wasn't significant. Because um, like the original, is you could complete that in like like literally a short amount of time. It, it was comparison to separate ways, though. You actually have five chapters extra. It... Now I do agree that they, I don't think they would cut it out though, but Capcom can surprise us. Yeah, I I don't think it was super significant, but it is like canon, so it's something canon that they did still leave in the game so that's that's like sort of weird to say that they'll probably cut it out they are lazy i do agree with that but i guess um 
I guess a middle ground would be like you know I, I say like I don't I don't really mind if they get rid of assignment Ada just because it's kind of unnecessary, right? But I could yeah. I guess I could see maybe combining the two modes to make them into one like grander mode. I guess. Uh, I think I think. Well, what how is... does that work exactly? What do you get call it, like um... a bonus chapter? <laughs> Well, well, no, this... I, I think what they could do is just something like very Resident Evil freestyle uh, with having Jill's campaign, and then they obviously add in a couple of Carlos sections here and there. They might do something very simple with Leon and adding a couple of Ada bits perhaps here and there. They might go for something very similar. I could Honestly, definitely see I... at least trying that. I'd rather have it separate because at least you can spend more if the characters are separate versus together because yeah. Carlos only had two segments. The yeah, I, think, I, I would rather have it separate as well. I, I would definitely rather have it separate too. Is that... We also have to take into consideration with the original RE4, we already have segments with Ashley that are playable. Yes. Mm -hmm. Those are, what is it, like, what, one segment, right? There's only one time time to happen. Yeah. Even though it does happen, you know, they they also have to implement that. And it's like, Mm -hmm. are they really going to go out of their way to do three playable characters in one campaign? (laughs) So it's like... I don't know. No technicality, though. I mean, they remake... Yeah, they still did Sherry stuff, and that was just one time, so... But that was one, though. I it's... suppose it's going to boil down to, are they going to go, you know, full in for R- because it's RE4, or are they going to be lazy because it's RE4? It's very one or the other. That yeah, is true. It's, it's hard to know. Um, they're probably that's again, a good point. Uh, that's the issue a good point that James brought up, too, like, and I don't mean to cut you off, uh, Black, but, like, yeah. um, you know, like, like James said, they are kind of lazy with RE4. Like, look at how they did the RE4 HD remaster. Every time they ported that yeah. game, they did not really work on the textures. That it's just the characters that look somewhat better. The environment is still terrible. And even then, they're not that good. Uh, it, it's a shame that we have to rely on fan mods just to make RE4 look good. Like I I, I will agree, but I think the, the, the scope to get that is because if they're going to redo for RE4... I don't think they're just going to take RE4 and upscale it. You know, they're going to rebuild it from the ground up. Much oh, like that that much is obvious, though. So, but yeah, how far would they go? The thing is that by doing that, it then kind of forces them to actually do something because they can't just rely on the old, old RE4. They kind of have to start from scratch. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. They Since they have to redo the game, there is things that's probably going to be cut. I don't think that Mercs is going to be in the game, but to say that well they're gonna remake the game that's already like a significant effort because they have to once again do it from the ground up so these sections either need to be in the game or they're gonna cut a corner or they gotta do something because it's not gonna be easy to do and it's gonna be a lot of expectation going in so that's already a lot of work yeah mercenaries i suspect mercenaries will, will feature to some degree as a side mode but it's definitely an area where they can do a D- if they actually want to do some dlc yeah i think then DLC. they can definitely do it with mercenaries for sure and there's again there's so much damn scope and they've tried this with you know, obviously umbrella core they tried this with resistance various bits and pieces i mean like people threw up a stink in re free for not having mercenaries and it wasn't really much of a mode like re4 is kind of where it became its own kind of distinguished thing and there would be a massive uproar if it doesn't exist I think it'd be a, a total missed opportunity for them to not at least introduce mercenaries, have like a few base characters that you did in the original game, and DLC with other guys from like RE5, you know, maybe bring in like Claire and Leon or something, you know, just just go all out of whack with everything. So, you know, what so the hell basically not? Resident Evil the Mercenaries 3D. Pretty much. Because, I mean, I don't know how they never did like a reunion. 
Yeah, I don't yeah, know how they never did it. was basically like it was a mix of Resident Evil Four and Five mercs, yeah. with the exception of some characters from both games being cut, but also yeah. the introduction of some characters that weren't in. Um, yeah, ex exactly. In those games. Oh, I would be a deluxe. Ten dollar exactly. DLC. I, it'd, be, it'd be such a missed opportunity. I, I just I guess, can't see how they wouldn't do it. It seems I, I guess crazy. with that you you could argue they could pull a resistance with that too, in in the sense where it's like okay, mm. well, RE3 got resistance as a bundled free game, which mm. originally probably wasn't going to happen, but given the mm. perception with that game, that's why they did it. But maybe mm. they could do that with RE4, where you Mercs just kind of struck me. Where you know Mercs is a standalone experience, but it's bundled with RE4, and maybe they update mm. it with new characters and stages like that. And uh, yeah, definitely a direction the they could take. Time they would do a Merc standalone game. I was gonna yeah. say, what if they redid Mercenaries 3D because it's a much smaller project compared to RE4, and they they kind of pulled the resistance where it's with RE4, or I don't know. I, so I mean, if like it's his own game, it's, it's I feel it's like difficult. that would be better. It's a It'd difficult a niche sell on its own for sure. Like bundling in with RE4 either as a side mode or as a standalone with RE4 either way. Like I mean, I I would be very tempted to at least pursue the idea of that if I was them. I'd be I'd say given the popularity, I think it will be on a kind of smart idea to keep it separate because now people have been asking for mercenaries for years now. And like imagine making a huge, huge thing. I feel like that screams like own title. If they were, when if they wanted to redo that, yeah, I'd when be okay. Because honestly, Mercenaries 3D is superior to RE4's Mercenaries, yes. so why not focus on that, which is just better, and have yeah, co-op, exactly. by the way, it I is, want co-op. It is arguably one of the best Mercenaries experience simply for the fact that you can have any character loadout and any one of your favorite characters. Yeah, yeah, it's, so, it's like, really enjoyable. You really can't, enjoyable. like... Granted, keep in mind, I think like RE6 Mercenaries is like solid because of the, the way the combat works. Oh, it's fun. Mm -hmm. I never like, got to experience Imagine it, if they so. blended that experience with like how Mercenaries 3D works, where you can swap out character loadouts or just make fully customized character loadouts based on what you prefer to use, right? Like that mm -hmm. would be insane. But And you know, obviously, if they really want to print. If they want to really print the money, you know, I'm going to say the co-op because it's such a standard thing for mercenaries now. It's yeah, kind of, so it's really stupid not, not to have it at this point. There's no way they do mercenaries. Oh, yeah. Not just mercenaries. There's just no way. Just no so, way. so you know, I know that's that's a whole whole nother. Yeah, thing it's a whole thing. About, but it's like you can you could really imagine how cool that would be. Uh, but to kind of get back into the question and and one other thing that I want to talk about, uh, which is something that I'm kind of curious to know how you guys feel about is like what they would do with uh costumes because i would not be surprised if they at least had um new costumes mixed in with some old and the reason why i say that is because you know given that this game would be on re engine they would easily just asset flip some of the stuff that we had in say re2 mm -hmm. remake pre-order um, bonus but yeah i could also see some maybe new original costumes as well possibly but um, given how RE3 remake was and the lack of unlockable costumes there were, I'm I'm kind of skeptical. So pre-order bonus. Yeah, I think a system that they all call it for RE2. You know, pre-order bonus thing. You know, you could you could buy some had some obviously the the original costumes, some original costumes like the uh, the old 1998 <laughs> versions, kind of like modified that sort of thing. I could easily see doing that sort of thing. I mean, I'm just going to be the pessimist here and say like i expect none none of that or very little because they already like you know killed the duos as and with how they did with re3 and also another 
probably Democrat Five because I had like no costumes whatsoever. I disagree. Stupid clothing scanning crap. I disagree because with the way RE3 was kind of made and they just wanted to get to Village fast, they don't have that same sort of development hurdle with this game. Uh, so I would agree with you if resistance they had extra costumes added for their characters on top of jill valentine herself well that is kind of just resistance it's like they definitely had the roadmap like laid out for that game like well in advance for re3 it's just they put it out there and that was it so because it was different development teams they are on their own now like they don't have like three people working together so that's kind of going to be interesting to see what they do on their own I'm ex- I'm not expecting many costumes, but it's definitely going to be some. Mm-hmm. I, I, I do have to partially agree here with Brandon as well, and where I, or actually, I should say, I have to agree with Brandon and partially disagree with you here, Rune, because it's like, um, because also like how we mentioned Devil May Cry Five, uh, look at Special Edition, right? Uh, they yeah, sure they introduced Virgil into the game, but like they couldn't have taken the time to at least introduce extra costumes or even EX colors, like. Well, ES Colors has been, it's been a thing since four. So that's kind of why I disagree. It's like, it's it's the easy thing for them to go and do as opposed to making like a full costume. Well, you mean four though, four had more costumes than what five does, special edition at least. Yeah, but the the, the philosophy of EX Colors was like still there, like regardless, it was just, I'm not denying it, they they, they still had extra costume right next to it. Yeah, but they just still like decided with this whole new engine and scanning and all that shit it was the easier thing for them to do and migrate over it was it was so stupid though with this i hope they never do clothing scanning again for devil may cry because it, it just limits the content like nobody cares how the nice the coat looks it's the only coat i have that's kind of trash I, I think i think the thing now with like given that it's re engine they're gonna try to scan in as much as they can so that way for like you know in the next like five to maybe ten years because i think what they have like a 10-year plan with uh re engine yeah or something like that so they'll have all that stuff scanned in so that way they could just reuse the assets in future titles because then they wouldn't have to scan it in even for se was lazy weird, though, mm-hmm. which is kind of weird though when you think about it because when you look at re2 remake for example or even resident evil resistance both of those games have costumes made from the ground up that weren't scanned in yeah, well, yeah like demo cry was the only game that had photo scanning um clothing that's the only game yeah yeah so it's like like i understand scanning I to do texture work like, but like whole I, I clothes it's divergent but it's like I, I guess my concern is with this is like when you look at like some of these projects like Resident Evil 2, Resident Evil 3, Remake Resistance, Devil May Cry 5. Um, and then you start talking about, like, you know, you start talking about the original Resident Evil 4, which didn't have a lot of costumes to begin with when you think about it. Um, but, and then talk about, like, for a remake, right? And, like, the potential of there just being no alternate costumes whatsoever, right? And, you know, you know that they could easily do them, but they choose not to, right? But so even scanning is, I guess, where my concern is. Even for SE is lazy because some of the costumes that they do indeed have, um, they were either already in the base game or they were in DMC three with the whole Sparta costume and all that shit. So hey, I'm fine with that because at least I have an extra costume. Yeah, but at it's... least I have an. Uh, his thing though, like I'm all I'm asking is extra content. Like we didn't get that. 
I'm looking at Pinnacle of Combat like, see, this is what we should have got. Yeah, but to me, that's still copy and paste. So, like, I just can't wholly agree. Like, it has to be from the ground up like RE2 was, where it's like, they have all these new costumes that we've never even seen before on top of the classic skins. I I I tried to help you on that. Yeah. I guess I can kind of see that point in the sense where it's like, well, they could just bring back all this old stuff and then people would complain, well, this is nothing new. Why did, why did we even get this stuff? We could have gotten new stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, you know, the lack of there being any unlockables, especially when you take into consideration how, even if it is just a simple color swap, right? Like, why wasn't it there? Like, we should have gotten that stuff, right? Like, uh, <laughs> hell, I would even go as far as to argue, um, why don't we just have a custom, like, wheel color editor yeah let, let you it. make the color because then that way they don't have to make an ex color we could just make it ourselves right and then if they want to introduce alternate costumes or whatever they could do that through dlc so but yeah they could but like for re they just don't it's just weird like they would rather the lowest effort i've seen of costumes from them is honestly re3 and they just said the stars costume and we're not even gonna do anything with Carlos. Carlos because it was just a hair. Yeah, it's just hair. hair. So we're we're gonna call it a day. So it's coming, it's... coming to you 7 p.m. EET next week. Devil May Cry 4. Should they got the costumes right? Yeah. Apparently. <laughs> All right. Um, to get my final thoughts on this though, um, given Capcom's history for the last few games though, I have no expectations for it because I either I'm gonna be okay, cool, or gonna be regretfully disappointed. There's that. All right, so I'm just going to read up number 12. Um, how you, did you feel about the QTEs and the level of violence in the game? Okay, for starters, though, the violence was awesome. That was literally yeah. the last Resident <laughs> Evil game for a while that had the level of graphic violence <laughs> until at least was 7 or RE2 Remake. I'll say 7, because um, RE2 Remake still had a lot of censored scenes. As for the QTEs, um, I'm glad they're not back, honestly. They were not a deal breaker, but I'd rather not have them. Because for stars, they were actually horrible in the PS2 version, if I remember correctly. Which, which ones? The ones where it's a setup or the ones where it's a melee contextual QT thing? Like, uh, I guess the cutscene like type stuff. Okay, so oh, like the boulders yeah. and shit? Yeah, I can, I can agree with that. Boulders are just not fun. You don't like let Leon turns into the Flash, and I'm wondering why don't never, you run this fast all the time? Never mind that, but also the ones that just randomly come out of nowhere in a, in a cutscene, like that's something straight up go. Yeah. Just let me see Leon cross a fight a knife with mm-hmm. knives, all right? Don't let me press buttons. Just let me sit down for a second. You know. I kind of feel yeah. like that adds a little bit more danger to the cutscene itself, but I can also see that it's annoying because yeah, you go you go take a piss you come back you are dead i'm like what the fuck game over yeah. what uh, yeah when i was playing it but oh god but when i was playing it it was uh for the first time a while back it was kind of weird having the actions in the cutscenes because i always be playing and like i was sit because i like relax a little bit and watch the cutscene that really see get the idea of what's happening and what's going on take a little bit of breather because sometimes those cutscenes showed up after like a really heavy fight but then you have to do quick time actions and you're like, hold up, let me do this. And especially on the keyboard mouse, because the quick time actions for keyboard mouse was either the two mouse buttons or X and C. And you never knew which one was going to come up. They mm. did it random all the time and it was different and it sucked. So I think I was... it was actually worse on the PS2 and GameCube oh. versions because um, they actually used most of the buttons on the controller. 
Oh really? Jesus oh, my yeah, yeah. So I, I remember the first time I did the the Krauser QTE, uh, the long extended one on yeah. professional. That was one of the most brutal early sort of a uh, video game memories I have. I remember That's... it took me a long, long time to beat that, and I was so frustrated and I was angry. I was like, I've got like a second to react, like four potential prompts. I was like, what even is this shit? Yeah, because on the PS4 and Xbox One version, actually, um, they only ha- have it down to Square Enix and um, yeah. R2 and L2. Yeah, which thank God. PS2 was P2 and PS2 was hideous. Oh, yeah. And plus, you have like um, the timers were more strict as well. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like as, so, bad, as soon as you realize what button it was, you was already too late. It was gross. As far mm-hmm. as the PS2 version goes, because that was like the first version that I played. Uh, every version, every HD version basically has the same formula as the ps2 version where it's x and square and then uh l1 r1 or l2 r2 right Mm. um so it's either the uh two of the face buttons and two of the triggers or um two of the bumpers but that's about it and then also the analog sticks for for that uh for uh what is it when you shake off enemies uh personally i i don't mind if they get rid of the QTEs entirely in a Resident Evil 4 remake. I don't miss them at all. I absolutely hate them when I think about it. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they've not aged well, have they? I don't think they've aged particularly well. Yeah, most of them have not. Uh, like, like, and I know this is where, like, me and James disagree, where, like, I actually don't want to see, like, the QTEs for, like, suplexes and, like, kicks and stuff like that. I would rather just be, like, kind of like what RE3 uh, remake did, where, like, if you see an enemy's like you know stunned or whatever, you could just hit one button and it just does the thing that you, mm. that you do. Mm-hmm. I agree on that one. I like I mean, that. Isn't one. that? I mean, isn't that the same thing just without seeing the prompt? At that yes, point, yes, and without requiring the prompt, because um, wait for what exactly? Make make it Sorry. more. We're talking about, we're talking about melee. For what? melee QTs, you know how like you have you have to be in like shoot them in the leg, kick them. Yeah. yeah, like kicks or do like um, you know suplexes and stuff like that. I I'm maybe perfectly like, fine with say, that. Bit, I was gonna say, like a bit like um, almost like when you like fighting Wesker, perhaps in RE5, maybe a bit more like that, perhaps. You know, and that you could obviously stun him, and then you've got melee prompts to do melee stuff to him. But you mean a bit like yeah, that? Yeah, I, I mean, like because when I talking like it, normal I really melee, like how yeah. like RE3 remake did it with Carlos, where like if you stunned an enemy, you could just punch them like right. Oh yes, right, yes, right. yes, yes, mm. yes. If we timed it right, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, because that's like just that parry, though. Really, yeah. Really okay, well. that was incorporated to his like his dodge or short attack. I don't want tackle. Leon to just be everything is a dodge into a melee. That will get old. Really I fast. agree. In fact, yeah, I'd not, rather I'm them not, have I'm not uh, saying that at all. I'm just saying that as far as like, as far as like having uh just one dedicated contextual button, right, where it doesn't show you the prompt and you just know that that's what you have to do as long as you're within range or whatnot, that you could just do it. They're going to have some kind of dodge of some kind or another. Like, there's no way they don't. They brought it in with free, obviously. With oh, I'm okay with the dodge. That, yeah, yeah. They're they going to have something. Might... See, you say that, but they might cut it out. I mean, you know, as I'll evident, like going I'll from three to Code Veronica and four, like we didn't have, we didn't have the dodge from three, and we also didn't have this... like the. Uh... And only the reason this, why this, they incorporated this... it because the it was in the original, which is why I know three remake had yeah. dodge. Because four think- two didn't have um didn't have a dodge or some type of defense mechanic, but to their credit though they did add um the defense mechanic from remake one into remake two, so the yeah. possibility is still there. 
And, yeah, I, and, I think uh, they would as well because because the problem is like Leon now has as post Arifo has this reputation for being you know obviously incredibly athletic and dodging and everything. And in the, all these cut scenes, he's doing dodges and all this crazy shit. Yet when you're then playing the game, you can't do any of that because it's not incorporated into the game. And to me, that was yeah. always a little bit jarring. So that is I a fair point. I think they need to go one way or the other, and I hardly don't think they're going to turn Leon into someone who just doesn't dodge attacks. I think they have to almost have to incorporate into gameplay somehow. It's just too jarring otherwise. It's too noticeable. Yeah, it's like if, if I remember we, me and Dom talked about this, and we said, well, what if he... So Dom brought up the point of what if he doesn't have any melee? I'm like, so what the fuck is his six years of training exactly. going to be explained no as? It's nothing? completely nonsensical. That's, 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 why I was, that's why I wasn't going to say if they were going to cut it or not, because... Uh, in the original RE2, they didn't even have like the whole defense item thing. That wasn't even a thought. So that was mm-hmm. exclusively added to, um, well, not exclusively, but it was added either way to RE2 remake. So I don't know. It's it's one of those wait and see things again for that mm-hmm. like sort of game. For me, it's like it, for me, it's like look at it this way: RE2, Leon could barely shove a zombie off him. In yes. RE4, look how well he handles himself down. He knows how to properly get people off him with actual exactly. techniques. Exactly. You know, yeah, I, I think I it'd guess, be a total missed opportunity. I guess, like, from my perspective, the way that I'm looking at it is that, like, I don't think anybody in here is going to say that QT is, like, the greatest fucking thing ever invented. Even in No. Oh, no. No. Like, so, Especially in like, RE4. So, like, for me, when I think about that, I'm like, I don't necessarily want to see a bunch of fucking QTE prompts in mm. in the middle of, like, combat and whatnot. Like, granted, it was in there in 4, but I'd like for, you know, like, the remake not to implement those. Would you say there. a more subtle uh, subtle way of telling you you can do something to them kind of deal? Yeah, th- and that's what, I'm, that's what I was kind of trying to say with that, is, like, you can, th- where you can tell, like, based on, like, enemy like movement and body language like you know if they're stunned you could tell like oh okay i could like do the suplex or you know i could punch them out right the rush games actually does this as well because in fact you go when the enemy is stunned go out to them and hold down your chart on belly button or whatever and you knock them down so it's it's not that much different from what originally before did and but my sense is that you know let us have those contextual stuff but not the cuts in q2e's because i, I forgot to necessary. i forgot to bring this up because me, me and dama talked about this as well before, like in past calls do you think leon should do more knife stuff because he's because you see him with krauser all of a sudden he's a god yeah. with the knife but you don't see him do anything with the knife that's like technically skillful there's that, there's until like the then hand thing as well he as well like yeah that. yeah he threw it's a shout i feel like if, i feel like it should give him new melee options with the knife i'm not saying he's got to be overpowered or anything but i feel like he should have more utility because all he does is swipe with it in regular game but in the cutscenes, all of a sudden he's this technical expert it's like that's really jarring i I think what i can see is i'm incorporating to some sort of like like i'm sort of not a melee style but like if if you want to get leon kind of like a very bit doing more of a melee focus i'm able to do him incorporating the knife along with that somehow um or something along the lines that there's there's ways it can be definitely worked in i think it should be Mm -hmm. definitely yeah it should uh implement like stealth takedowns with the knife no that'd be cool you want this to be the the evil within basically (laughs) i don't know it's weird because with the game with the way how the game is made it's really hard to sneak up on ganados like sometimes exactly. you can do it it's basically mm-hmm. impossible like the village is like the only time where they're not really even after you either so yeah. it's it's you, semi you can choose spell. your entrance point yeah you can choose your entrance yeah. point. But once that happens like they kind of always know generally where you are and it's just it's just a war so at the very minimum expand because at the beginning all you do is kick 
right? So, like, beyond the kick, give him a few knife moves, like, as a melee move. I don't know. Something to spice it up. You know, uh, matter of fact, actually, I'm surprised none of you guys even talked about RE5 because RE5, you know, with Sheva. contextual stuff, you know, um, they do different things. Like, Shovel uses her knife. Chris dumps the dudes in the head or whatever, right? Or yeah. breaks somebody's neck. You know, that literally oh, could so be it for tons Leon. And tons of stuff in Mercs. Yeah, and that's a good check. Yeah, yeah. So, like, use the knife in, like, takedown-y moves, but also has, like, you know, depending on, obviously, their health or whatever else. So oh, that's, that's one thing they should definitely carry from RE5 because uh, I'm going to say it outright. RE5 has better gameplay mechanics that expanded on four greatly. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I can argue with that. I've, can't argue that really. The ground takedowns have got to gotta happen. Like, I definitely want to squish a stupid Plagos before it comes out. No, no, them. never mind that. Let me just break their neck. Because if you go <laughs> behind them, no, seriously, though, if you go behind, shoot the legs, go behind them and execute them, the Plagos don't come out. Yeah. So that right there needs to stay. That needs to be stayed in RE4. That's I mean, like, it makes sense. Like, come. Take, I would definitely take from five. It had more stuff than four. It expanded. Why not just use that as a base, you, in my you opinion? You use six to some degree. Because six mm. expands even further. The only thing I would not want from six is stamina. You can you can leave that to the draft. That. Yeah, no, I, I I can live without Leon doing as much as I love the double gun stuff. Like I can live without him doing the cowboy shooting. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. I, he doesn't he doesn't need the special gun moves. Nah. What about the parries from six? Since we're talking QTs, how if you timed a melee attack against you, you could parry him. Be uh, I remember it being a thing. I remember not often making advantage of it, to be honest. But I remember it being a thing and occasionally getting lucky. I'm like, oh yeah, of course I can do it this. Can totally it right. can be clutch. Or, or like getting like the uh, the the the, the special time you get like the yeah the par like the you mean like the insta kills on enemies like like if they if, yeah if they take them. a swing at you at the right time you push the melee button you can parry and just outright kill some of them yes yeah that sort of thing yeah, I think that'd be pretty cool I think that would right. suit Leon very well like this kind of very sort of counterplay sort of stuff you know a style that he he does a lot of the time okay uh, it depends on how um are they gonna approach like a potential RE4 remake is it gonna be mm -hmm. slightly leaning more towards whoever horror or it's gonna be straight up action again. Because uh, we keep wanting all these like this heavy action stuff though, but what it go against the core thing of what it will go for? I if, if I were Capcom, I would have made a meet in the middle type of thing because I wouldn't have wanted to throw out either audience because that would mm. lead to a lot of problems. So the problem yeah. is though, they tried ever um RE six with the Leon campaign. Now granted, yeah, they gotten better since then though. But if they gave us all these options like a superhero, then that will you know kind of diminish the survivor horror air quotes. Uh, I'm if that's what it. they want to do. I mean, it's the problem. I'm, there are different. There are different tastes they could take. This, you know, it's it's it depends what star they want to go for, and that's going to dictate a lot of their choices. I suspect it's yeah. really hard because you know how famous RE4 is and how much people love the game to pieces. Like, I don't know if they're going to play it safe and just do a, uh, most not a one for one, but keep most of the mechanics intact with new ones in there. I mean, that's what I kind of would have leaned on, but I don't know. I, I if they go if they go too much the other direction, I think people are going to be like ultra pissed about that one. It, it is high risk. Something, something everybody needs to take into consideration is that when it comes to these remakes, uh, even Capcom says they're reimaginings, right? So, uh, you know, granted, people are going to have their critiques and criticisms, and I, you know, I'm, obviously not everybody's going to agree with whatever people are going to criticize or critique or what they dislike or like about the game. And that's fine. Right. Uh, but I think the important thing is to go into it as a, you know, fresh experience, because I think if you're going to go into 
if you're going to go into this remake, right, expecting it to be one for one, like you're just going to. Oh, no. no, 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 no. That's I, what the, it, like, the problem of, is for like, you know, remake yeah. two, make three, like, you know, they're going into it expecting exactly what the original was like. And it's like, well, you're kind of setting yourself up for disappointment because you know that that's not the Capcom that's making this remake and it's kind of the same thing the problem as well is sure we might be able to have that mindset but most people who fan you know fan re4 into oblivion who are even casual fans like capcom's gonna be keeping them in mind so this is really going to be interesting to see which direction they they go in it's a very hard act to follow yeah i do see um just to kind of wrap things up here i do see a lot of people uh often in the community saying that they would like to see re4 remake go in a more survival horror direction despite it being uh popular mm. with them for uh the action stuff i personally would actually be okay with it for the most part because you know it has the potential to do that because the setting is already there just need to execute it properly action horror baby yeah. but i Really oh, quick, I, I, I do think that Lost Plagas could easily work well in a survival horror setting. We just haven't mm. seen it yet. I mean, you've seen them. You put them in another context, they'd definitely be more uh, more threatening. Yeah, mm. and they've got more, yeah. more promise, certainly. All right. Um, time to move on to number 13. Who wants to read that one off? Sure. Uh, okay, what's your favorite and least favorite weapon in this game? Ooh, that's tough. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. I'm going to make game. a very unpopular choice. I'm sure a lot of people are going to disagree. I actually, I know it's post-game. I despise the laser launcher. I thought, I really hated it. I don't know if... The, I, you I talk about the, the Plagas killer the P, thing? The PRL, yeah. The yeah. laser thingy. Like, I no, don't know if that might get me kicked I, off the podcast. But... Actually, I hate it too, only because uh, if I use it, though, I'm not putting it down. Yeah. I, I, it, I it's a god it's weapon. Relevant. Yeah, yeah, it's more relevant, I suppose, for actual in-get, like, the, the weapons you come across normally. I mean, Lewis's Red Nine is, like, you know, especially Stocks was obviously a lot of fun to use. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if I'd say there's any, any weapons I, I hated as such. Um, I like the idea yeah. that there was, all, there was different types of handguns and different styles mm-hmm. and that you could kind of, you know, to kind of tailor the player's experience mm-hmm. to kind of what they wanted. If they wanted, like, a piercing weapon, something that was high capacity, something that was high damage but a lot of reloads. Mm-hmm um because it was something that resident evil hadn't really ever done before especially coming into it you know they, they dealt with like the ammunition systems and there was not completely of... um three did it but not as expensive as um yeah. uh, four did obviously no yeah he had the, obviously the stand and he had like the sti which you could get hold on he had like the handgun ammo but it was like it was the first real foray into that sort of type of um mm-hmm. On that, yeah. that sort of game mechanic, and I, I, it was very nice to have the option. You know, I was I was always um I was always a black tail person. Um, I know quite a few people like using the Matilda, for example. Uh, no, I that Matilda is honestly a trash weapon because it burns ammo so quickly, and the damage on it is actually ass. So you're better off using like the um Punisher or the Red yeah, Nine or yeah, I, I was black tail for a while. Then I moved on to the Red Nine mainly with the stock was kind of my my stock, but for a while I was using the black tail a fair amount. The only gun I never bother to go through the whole game with is the silver ghost aka his starting handgun which is actually pretty damn good i never knew how that was actually decent apparently he's very good the problem is it's just it's so inaccurate is the problem it's a pain in the ass any kind of range i mean again yeah, like, I've, yeah. I've got i've got a base handgun run this game and i i kind of didn't like his handgun anyways so i'm gonna have to learn to I, like it or just it's like a five it. times crit something like yeah that. it's it can, it's yeah it's a gun that's only good if you upgrade it 
if you don't do that on a run, then you're not going to have a good time with that gun. Worst gun. Uh, oh, this is easy. The, the first sniper the action. An, yeah, it's a it's an absolute piece of shit. Do not oh, waste yeah. time with it. Yeah, I suppose it's good shit. Yeah, I've forgotten about so it. Once, I, you get, once you get the PSG, like, yeah, it's not even... So I have another uh, hot take on that. I yeah, think that ahead, let's hear it. Yeah, 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 let's go. That gun is actually <laughs> good in the beginning section if you know how to use. No, the fuck like, is not. It is. It. it is because you no, once again no. here's the thing: you don't have access <laughs> to the semi-auto rifle, not yet. Once you get that, it, it just stomps. But since that's the only gun you have, and I tested this while fighting the uh, Ganado on the gondolas. I thought that it was pretty accurate, but the thing is just the reloading. Once you get to the castle, it's all easy sailing from there because you can get the semi-auto no problem. I don't know. Yeah. Like you don't, you really you don't. don't need, you need, really don't need it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, yeah. not in situations where you actually really need it. You know. Like that's There's the problem I have with it. Like like the um the water room is like one where you can justify it. There aren't many other areas where you could just. You can handgun the Ganado on the gondolas, but I just found that Guilty. to be a little bit harder, so to speak, with the base handgun because that's the one that I had and I didn't have the red nine yet. So I said, "Fuck it, let me just yeah. snipe everybody," and it worked officially yeah. for if, me. Like, if you've got if you've got mm -hmm. red nine with the stock, it's almost like a almost like a, almost a mini sniper because it's very very stable and it's a huge power per shot. So you can kind of almost surrogate it for a sniper. I'm I'm the heathen that did my professional run with the the Punisher and said, "Fuck red nine because I I was like I've used this gun enough. I want to do something else. I never mess with the Punisher. I think I actually I'm trying to think. It's been a long. I did my professional run of it. Um, I think I still professionaled it with the Blacktail. I think I might have used the Punisher though. What is so the? I, I don't know issues. what the quirk is to the Blacktail. I know the Punisher shoots through shields, for example. Yeah, yeah, the Punisher can pierce. Um, the thing with the Blacktail is just, it was just super accurate, and I just really enjoyed that, and it was easy to hand. Mm. I just think it's so responsive. You don't need a Punisher because you have a sniper rifle that already pierces through shield. So like that's your better option because it already one shot kills in the head anyway. So you're pretty much wasting your time using the Punisher by comparison to not just using the sniper rifle. I, I will say, I think a better example of a of the pop action is like I, I like Resident Evil Five had the bolt action early, and I really loved the bolt action RE Five. I used it all the time. Like I just found it was so much easier than RE4s, cool. so like it can definitely be made to work. RE4s was like it was kind of clumsy at times. Which one? Mm -hmm. Which one is the free gun that they give you for smashing the uh, medallions? The black tail. The black tail is the free. Yeah. Yeah, that was the black. It also the gives you a free upgrade. Oh, yes. okay. It's not the black tail. It's the Punisher. No, Punisher. Oh, okay. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, it was the Punisher. It was the Punisher. Yeah, yeah. The black tail you can buy once you go into the castle. I think. Yeah, when you. When you shoot down the medallions, you can get the Punisher for free, and if you shoot down all, I think it's you like get an upgraded one. You get the upgrade, the free upgrade for it. Which, by yeah. the way, if you already have a Punisher, you can get a second one for free that way, and then mm. sell the second one for extra cash. Yeah, and it's 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 pretty. It's, a, it's decent money too at that part um, of the game. It's very decent money. I'm I'm surprised, like, because my first run of RE4, I stuck with the standard handgun from start to finish, and I maxed it out, and it's actually not a bad handgun per se just mm. that definitely get a lot better mm -hmm. uh, as far as like the bolt action uh sniper rifle goes um i did this one thing with re4 one time where i did play through the game with just the the standard like first uh area guns that you get right where you can mm. buy from the uh the merchant right just to see how good they would be in late game with like later upgrades and whatnot and um Let's just say having to deal with the regenerator using the bolt action rifle with the thermal scope is a very uh, different very experience. Yeah, 
Yeah, I've, <laughs> I've tried that. I tried that as well, and that was, that was fascinating trying to do that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure his ass will just keep getting stunned, though, even though you have the reloading crap going on, but... You know what? Does anybody use the mind thrower? I feel like I'm the only one that forgets. I never touched that thing. I, I tried it a okay, little bit and just one. found it just not really particularly too it's useful. Not that useful. Really like. It's not useful. Yeah, I was going to say, I always feel like it's the weapon everybody forgets exists. It's not as good as RE3, let's put it that way. All sleeping yeah. on the mind thrower. I knew it's, Dom. Dom is the same man. It's like the TMP is God. Then I use him like, oh, it is God. Sleeping on that mind thrower. <laughs> okay, but Dom, Dom, let's be like, real. It's not, it's not that great. Like, here's the thing: it's not as great as like RE3s, right? Okay, fair enough. Right? Uh -huh. But uh -huh. you can deal some massive like damage once it's. It's like a setup out. weapon, right? Okay, so essentially, you got maxed out for it to be useful. So that's yeah, honestly yeah. too much work. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a setup thing, right? It is, it is definitely like you don't need the fucking scope for it. The scope is kind of redundant. Yeah, it, 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 it like, probably makes it worse. But, um, you know, just having it like maxed out, and if you want to have it as a setup to like more or less like chip away at um, bosses, well, not chip away, but like take out chunks of boss health, like that's the way to do it. Because I have a run along with it. That sounds like some cheese. <laughs> you know, that's, that's the I design think of it. Maxed out, it has like eight rounds total mm. as opposed to three or some shit like that and it's like yeah and the fire rate is a little bit faster too so it's like <sighs> you can deal some pretty serious damage with it especially against uh saddler from what i found out a lot of, a lot of I people could actually see it. And, uh, sat using it on saddler for his i i could like. see it being useful for like tougher rooms like the water room for example i could see you setting up with that mm -hmm. you could probably set it up to cover your back while you use the lever yeah, that'd be a good thing. Yeah, especially in some of those levels when you have to use any like the levers that are like that. Using that would be pretty solid, honestly. Yeah, that's the different situation yeah. place you use it, but you can easily get through the game about. Yeah. Oh yeah, for easily. sure. It's, it's definitely. I, it's a forgettable weapon, sadly. The the semi-auto sniper, uh, which I could have sworn I heard somebody say it was a PSG, which I think it was Ren. No, I didn't say it was a uh, variant. I think I might have said it in error. Yeah, I know yeah, it's. Yeah, I it's, it. it's actually it's actually a G thirty six variant. Um, although the PSG is an RE five, but yes, yeah, that's what I was happen. thinking of RE five. Um, so, but it is. Um, it's also one of those like great great weapons you can get for uh, mid to late game. Although. It needs upgrading, um, I find. I like, you have to. You need to give it some upgrades, I think, for the real late yeah. game. Much, but like, it's know, pretty like, decent. Uh, for the most part, when I play RE4 now, I try to avoid using the sniper rifles. I just, I don't like them as much as um, RE5. I like as much as like RE5's variation, or even like RE6. Oh, RE5, RE5 snipers are miles, miles. They're gods. You... Mm -hmm. that, that's not even debate though. But the yeah. that sniper rifle in general, just a god tier weapon in um Resident Evil yeah. 4. So the, my only beef is that I hate how shaky you can get at um distances, but yeah. yeah. Oh, I gotta go. I gotta go in. Which one do you prefer, the riot shoddy or the striker? Okay, uh, I prefer the I, riot because I've seen this I, very down the middle. Okay, so <laughs> when I got to the when I finally was able to buy the riot on my first one, I had already maxed out my striker, so. I felt like I could get to enjoy the Riot ones, but I did like the Striker all right. I don't know what the difference was between the Riot and the Striker, though. Yeah, yeah, I, I, was, uh, has... I was an M10 4. Mm -hmm. Or an M4, whatever the hell. Yeah, I, that's I, the Riot I, shotgun. 
Yeah, yeah. No, the Ionic Shotgun, that was... Once I saw that, I was like, yep, that's for me. Uh, straight Striker just went in the side. Didn't yeah, because it, it, like, it shoots straight forward. Like, it has, like, little spread, and it's, like, a monster. It headshots and blown up shields, right? Yeah, yeah. It was, like, it was just... Yeah, but it the Striker... Point-blank machine. Yeah, like, the Striker is, like... Re- it's a really damn good gun, though, but I prefer mm-hmm. the um, Riot because uh, I can literally shoot whatever in front of me. Like, yes. it is a good crowd control thing to, like, get some dudes off you, though. Yeah, when it's next out, holds hundred. Yeah. yeah. The, the strike the striker problem is it's not a very good boss weapon because of the way no. it kind of works. Unless you're like right in something's face, which you generally don't want to be. At least with the yeah. like, the right gun, you you have some flexibility in like how you want to use it and where you want it. The right gun's kind of like almost uh the strike is like almost like a an emergency weapon, which is not really what it should be used. Or the dead man glitch, which unfortunately yeah, I was people will say, go with that just because of the glitch. Which I, was I won't bring, lie though, it's handy. I was gonna bring that up too. I was like, the dead man glitch is quite an advantage. Yeah, but yeah, gonna... that's a glitch though, not mm-hmm. intended. Mechanic. It is a glitch. Functionally, oh, yeah. yes, I mean as a gun, but uh, obviously meta playing. Yeah, obviously strikers I got think... some advantage. I mm. think to make that gun better for like if they were to reintroduce it in the remake, right? Um. That gun technically has a stock that's folded in the in-game model, but maybe like for a remake, they could make it so that you have to actually like find a stock or like get a custom yeah. stock. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it was somehow cut out. I'm gonna be yeah, that I guy again and it. say I like the striker. I only yeah, use I mean, the, the riot gun. Was fine, but yeah, it, it was it was fine, but I only use the riot gun and like the castle, and that was it. I I feel like once you get to the island, the whole shield enemies thing it starts getting less and then they start yeah. wearing those stupid fucking steel helmets that get on my nerves so, so you most... just said fuck it i'm just gonna blast them yeah but it's really good for shields so i, I would recommend it in castle definitely Thanks. i suppose the um, one last question i'll throw out if it, i was gonna say was is magnums because of course then you had broken butterfly and then the killer seven. Oh man uh the the broken butterfly because the killer seven is while obviously it has the advantage of um reload and firing rate because it's a like a like a pistol looking type of magnum right yeah. versus a revolver but no the broken, broken butterfly is better because of raw damage alone just, just absolutely yeah. brutal yeah, yeah. We, uh, not ca- counting the hand cannon <laughs> Uh, uh, I mean, the hand no. cannon's kind of separate because it's post game although i know what you mean uh, is the killer seven in 1911 uh, it's it's the one I'm that yeah, it's, it's I don't think yeah, it's, it's, I don't know if it's meant to be in 1911. I don't know what's exactly designed to be. I'm just gonna it's post because the, the, the Western uses. The, um, there you go. Yeah, it's modeled after the 1911 uh, that's yeah. used in Terminator One. Ah, uh, that's right. How does it It has different ammo then. Yeah, it has an ammo conversion. So yeah, I was like, is that? I looked at them like that's the 1911 though. I was like, yeah, but it definitely doesn't magnum. use parabellums. Yeah, it's it's the one that Wesley yeah. uses. I mean, like it's, I I yeah, I was broken butterfly as well. I was very curious to see if people uh, use the killer seven. Did anyone bring up the shit with the handgun with Wesker and the fact that he has a silencer and that's exclusive only to him? You mean he's the Did smart? You... you know, I kind of oh, always yeah. thought. I don't know why Leon never came in with a silencer, considering the nature of his mission. I, Leon is a yeah. loud man. It strikes me as something that perhaps they might have had in the game and then took it out, perhaps as a late decision, thinking that they couldn't balance it well enough, perhaps. Oh, I think it's necessary because you no, know, because um, once you like start making noise, consider the nature of the game, though, is rather bonus to have a silencer because as far as I'm concerned, it doesn't provide a big advantage by comparison to not having it. It's not. It's just like you know, his he wasn't even supposed to get caught in the first place. Like when he first got there. Well, so he wasn't thing is though, he to went into that. the village, start asking questions, so he kind of put himself in the spotlight. 
Oh, I know. I'm saying once that happened, yeah, then it, then all bets are off. But the original intention was he's supposed to be out of there smooth, but obviously that doesn't happen. You know, it's funny yeah. for for gameplay mechanics, and I know this is a little bit diverging, but I want to bring it up. For gameplay mechanics, they managed to make this work in RE2 Remake with Claris SMG because you can go wild on that thing, and Mr. X doesn't hear shit. Exactly. Yeah, also the liquors as well. Like, yeah, they actually did a good job with that, but that works in the nature of that game, though. Yeah, um, that's true. Uh, they had to re at least redesign some aspects of the game to for you to take advantage of stealth, stealth air quotes gameplay. Yeah, because I was gonna oh, ask, I was gonna ask. I know most people they know it's so useless in RE4 that every time they pick Wesker for Mercs, they go in the menu, take that shit off, and just use the handgun as is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I did, I did, I did, I did both. Like I was kind of depend how I felt, but yeah, yeah I, I don't think it like does anything special or does anything pertinent to like not alert enemies it's just since they're already coming at you in mercs anyway and they know where you are it doesn't even matter yeah the, the mercs is just for the castle mm. you know it's kind of weird for um for re4 mercs with wesker is that um he's using the same handgun as leon instead of his uh samurai edge because when you think about that too you go into re5 he's still using his uh samurai edge yep so it's like I wonder if maybe they were intending to give him that, or maybe they just thought that as a bit of an oversight, and then it's, to reintroduce that. It's a big history behind Silver Ghost, because if you mm. see the RE5 trailer, the first one, uh, Chris is also using it. Yeah, and, and technically it's not even a real gun, it's just based off of like three different gun models, and one of them happened to, I think, originally... Or, Sorry, what I'm saying. I think one of the uh, gun models that it was inspired by was originally going to be in the game before they decided to just make a wholly new original gun that doesn't actually exist. Mm. Which that's another thing too. I, I wonder if they're intending on like changing that to have a more realistic handgun for Leon this time. With it doesn't have Kendo on it, does it? It does. Yeah, yeah. It was it was designed by Kendo. Okay. That was the game. Yeah. Uh, okay, um, I was looking, just trying to look yeah, up a nice model. Uh, yeah, well, I think it was Kendo's. I think it was uh, Kendo's brother. I think it was that designed it. Yes. Something like that. I forget the exact. Line. I left but it. Kendo's brother designed it, but did Kendo make the gun into his final form, or was it all the brother? <laughs> I did. I I literally forgot Kendo had a brother. I was like, oh, I had to think of that for a second. I was like, oh yeah, yeah now yeah, I remember. Joseph. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, Robert and Joseph. I remember. Yeah, because it comes. With One last thing about weapons too. I I really like how um you know the Chicago typewriter in uh in Resident Evil Four, depending on the costume you pick, it changes based on uh, which costume you use, whether it be like the traditional, uh, um, you know, single stack. Ma well, I don't know if it's single stack, but it's it's a sing singular mag instead of the big ass drum mag with the uh, foregrip on the front, and then if you take the mobster costume, it changes to that. I thought that was really cool. I think they should do like more like weapon skins like that too. All right, um, we're actually going to go ahead and move on to so, um, I must say mission fourteen. I'm stupid. Um, uh, <laughs> question fourteen. Um, but um, Queen Chicken, did you um went on the on question? Yeah, she read the last one. No, yeah. I meant um, she just answered it like um. Oh, this one? Weapons. No. Oh, I didn't really yeah. answer it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oops. Well, I guess my favorite guns to use were more like I like using the strike the striker a lot, and I because I didn't really use the other one. I used the uh, the Punisher, I believe, the Punisher pistol yep. that could shoot through multiple enemies. Yep. Yeah, I like the I like using both of those because they're a really good combination. When I with you switching back and forth to them, because when there's a lot of enemies, I'd switch to the shotgun and then I would go to the Punisher when 
I really ran out of shotgun ammo usually. I I want to say the rifle, the first rifle you get was my least favorite of the guns. If I had to choose one, I did. It was useful in points. I will say that, but it just was kind of annoying when I would get to a point where I needed ammo for the weapons I used, and then all I had was snipe, sniper ammo. So I would be pull out the rifle and start using the rifle. And it would just get me murked instantly sometimes because there's too many enemies. <laughs> and you can't really go from far away and shoot your enemies when they're like right on top of you. Yeah. All right. That's about it. Now, now I'll do right. the last question, Indian Dickwa. No, it's you. You're <laughs> Indian Dickwa. I am Indian. <laughs> I have a long. Oh, no, I'm not going to go into that. So. Okay. <laughs> uh, question number 14. So to close out this podcast, Resident Evil 4 was seen as the jumping point for actiony for the actiony era of RE. Give a brief summary on what you thought about this era before Resident Evil 7 went back to roots. So that's like Resident Evil 4, 5, and 6. Uh, also the side games, because I can't forget about ORC and Umbrella Core. All right, so they're... Def- about revelations. revelations was good yeah that, that- it wasn't down the middle what the drama was going for yeah because like, like more yeah because revelations was like they had those elements in there but there was also the creeping dread in some of the enemies and they kept throwing like new enemy types and doing the whole uh skag dead thing with uh revelations one so yeah it definitely had a little bit more dread than re4 but for the action the era um i will say i thought re4 and re5 set up a good foundation of controls and setting up that scheme and everything i don't think they were bad games they just lacked um the horror element the survival horror focus which is pretty much unanimous with the community that they missed that stuff but they were still good games nonetheless in my opinion uh six is a guilty pleasure but i can see why it's like too bloated too long uh some of the stuff in there doesn't work like with the qts going overboard so uh yeah it definitely annoying enemies definitely a step back um but there's elements to appreciate from it for me, so that's how I feel about it. And just mm-hmm. some of the side games that sucked, like ORC and stuff controls, they could have did a little something better with that. I would like to see some of those ideas come back into fruition yet again, but just done better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's, it's tr- video games have lots of trends. Um, you know, the industry is trend-driven, you know. Mm-hmm. And companies go through this with their series. Uh, you know, you think like the point like in like 2012, 2013, or whatever it was, when like pretty much every single thing in existence had like a zombie mode, or maybe a bit earlier than that, you know, like when Left 4 Dead was around, that sort of thing. You know, as as we mentioned at the start, Capcom um you know, had gone with the series for like five, six years, and it was beginning to get stale. They had to make a change to the system. And that's what they did. You know, they bought RE4, it was a gamble. It worked. That's why I was sitting here talking about it. You know, five was incredibly playable as well, though perhaps you could sort of see maybe there was potential for the wheels coming off the, the wagon a bit, which is exactly what happened in six. It was super polarized. So they changed the game to seven. They went back to kind of what was working. Um mm-hmm. like I I think um people who criticize the devs for taking it down the actually horror route and saying it should have been stuck in the horror wall along. I don't think necessarily quite got it. Um, I think like, you know, there's no way a series can have the same sort of type of gameplay for like 15, 20 years. Hell, Silent Hill hasn't even done it. It's it's Silent Hill, for goodness sakes, you know. They've had to change. Everything has to change. 
Um, I thought you said Sonic and... Hill. <laughs> like, wait, what? No, not okay, not that's one. actually a crossover I want to see. Sonic Hill. Silent Green Hill Zone. I'm just Jeez. infected with pyramid heads everywhere. I mean, I oh guess. God, yes. God help us. Guys currently in that crossover. I feel like the most obvious example is like Final Fantasy. They've been doing the same shit for 25 years. Now it's actiony. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's it's, it's, it's is a bit, and you know, debatably, arguably, you know, people gamers' attention spans are not quite as um, willing to be as long as they have been previously. You know, tons of games have come just much more actiony, just in your face, just getting stuck into it. There is um, you know, some games about the trend. This always happens, but yeah. you know, you look at a lot of the massive titles out there um, for years, especially around then. You know, your Call of Duties, your you know Battlefields, whatever else. It's always just just getting stuck in with an action. Um, you know, and ultimately, even series that don't really have much to do with that are going to be sort of dragged along those lines at least a little bit, which is kind of what started happening with Resident Evil before they made the change again. They sort of like, no, this isn't quite working. You know, we got the chance to do something, you know, um, while the same with Resident Evil 7 and kind of more survival horror-y, um, there was still plenty of new elements incorporated, of course, the whole first-person stuff, so. Uh, yeah. I'm just going to say really quick with uh, this one, it's like, uh, I, I guess uh, for me, it's like, e even though action-based RE has had its up, up and downs, uh, ups and downs for me, uh, I feel like I may have partially taken it for granted, uh, taking into consideration that I just, I really don't like the new direction that they're taking uh, the series with, uh, with like 7 onward. The remakes mm. I feel fine with, because that's exactly what I wanted, uh, mm. as far as like playstyle goes, but like, for like seven and onward i just i'm not particularly fond of that yeah. it's not uh, your like, fate you know yeah yeah, yeah. And, and mileage mostly, may vary which it does yeah like from my perspective it's mostly just because of this thing of like well everybody and their mother wanted to do a first person uh outlast or amnesia or pt style mm -hmm. game and it's like it's more or less trend following and you know if people like it that's fine you know obviously people are buying it so you know, it is what it is. I can just go play other things, right? So, uh, so yeah, I mean, for me, it's like, uh, yeah, even though there were points where, like, yeah, that, that was pushing a little bit too much on the action side, or maybe it just really was not that good because they didn't try to make it quality, um, you know, it's one of those things where I would, I would, uh, I guess, kind of look back on it in, in a, much different light now, given what we have and what the series is going through. Yeah, there's definitely there's balance points to be had. You can't you can't just throw action at players, and you can't just expect it just to live on horror and jump scares. You have to find medium points. Um, you know, I got a lot more out of RE7 than I thought I would recently. Um, there's still areas where I think it's, it has some weaknesses, um, but like personally, as far as RE7 concerned, like having played it, I'm very interested to see what they're going to do with RE8, considering now that they've done it once and they can see what worked, what didn't work and refine it. And uh, I think like gameplay wise, like Resident Evil typically has been a series that once they've done the first foray into a uh, into a different style, like the second foray into it has generally been gameplay really good. Like say with Resident Evil 5, like handled really well and lovely. They had to do Resident Evil 4 first as, as the attempt to kind of see what did and didn't quite work. 
Yeah, uh, Resident yeah. Evil always been consistent in improving or reinvigorating yeah. yeah. um, their old e- mechanics. E- even t- even taking Resident Evil Two from Resident Evil One, you know, the, a lot of the changes they made were very small and minor, but it all just amplified and made the gameplay experience. Much or better, even so. a stronger example, going from two to three, because three even further expanded upon stuff like the quick exactly. turn. Like that's the main thing now. Yeah, how that wasn't in. You know, it looks dumb how that wasn't in previously. Um, but like you look at it and you think, well, you know, glad it was in and it's been there ever since. So even though I continuously forget to use an RE7 all the goddamn time, I just forget I have it. I'm just trying to turn around normally like a complete numbskull, whatever. Um, <laughs> but yeah, get back to it. Yeah, like um, RE4, like I say, it was a gamble. It worked. That's why we're here talking about it. If it hadn't worked, like Resident Evil would be in a very, very different place than sure now yeah. it would have been. Like it's it's one of the big unknowns. But uh, you know, RE seven has that following. It has a reputation as one of the strongest games of the series, and I think justifiably so. Yeah. Well, um... I mean Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I was gonna change the subject, but you can go. I was saying like, well, in a, in a lot of ways though, RE seven was really the RE four. It just reinvented the series. Now, whether you like it or not, though, like, no, it did brought a lot of eyes back to the series, especially after the blunder that was RE6. Mm. Yeah, mm. There's, a, there's a lot of strange parallels you can draw between two games that are, like, almost ideologically opposed. Um, yet there's a lot of similarities in how, in a way, they've come about and kind of the intentions of what they're trying to do, even if it's for different reasons. I think it's fascinating. I, I call it, you know, two points that have reinvigorated the series. That's why I look at them as. I mean, mm. uh, I... I don't know, maybe I'm just like too much of a realist on this stuff, but I already know they're probably gonna do it again after like RE9 or some shit. So it's just they to be expected. At, at least three, like, cause you know, they this is like their new thing. Now, yeah, they the, like we're... to do things in threes. Yeah. Well, to a technicality though, is more than that because the Mainline, I mean. original, well, yeah, same thing. It's still more than that. In original games, you have one, two, three, Cold Veronica, zero in the remake. With the current stuff, uh, well, sorry, the previous current stuff, um, you have four, five, Revelations, six, and, um, well, not kind of ORC, though. That's, that's not canon, though. And then you have Revelations 2. Now no, no, you have I'm first saying, person. I'm saying strictly talking on the number, like main numbered. I'm saying, yeah. like, if they go to 10, I don't think it's going to be uh, first person anymore. No, no, no. That's not my point. My point is that, no, I know the rule is three, though, but it's actually more than that, though, because how interconnected those games are. Code Veronica, mm-hmm. despite not having a number, is still a mainline game, which is why oh, yeah. it counts. I'm, I'm, guilty, of, I'm zero. guilty of forgetting it's mainline. I think they. I, mean, I don't blame you. They don't add a number to it. <laughs> they they yeah. did say they did say they're doing this thing in eras, so that's probably what they do mean but still i i don't that, that's think that's a better way to put it i i don't i don't think the first person thing is gonna be that long or last that long at all i, I have a feeling that they're probably gonna revert to something else in due time uh it's probably I mean, just knee jerk because capcom's like if, if, if it doesn't work or if the sales are diminishing then they'll mm. press the reset button well the writing is on the raw wall though because i mean look at resident evil 2 and 3 like those games don't have a first person mode at all so like it's clear that they're not going to stick with it long term but it's going to be there for like the the next maybe two games now because well, we have like... eight coming out and then nine whatever i feel like over the shoulders now like their remake slash uh Slash, we done goofed. Could go back to our safe, safe style safe that people like. Yeah, that's yeah. a safety net. They can just jump in that anytime. Well, at the same time though, like seven is not the highest selling one though. So like, they clearly can do it though. And RE8 is going to be like more action oriented with this first person style. So 
you know, is that going to be NLB or what is um perspective? There, it's very real. Depend on how they do it. Yep. Yeah. Or just experiment with more side games. I mean, that's also that's like a safety net within a safety net. Like, if they know something doesn't work, they don't have to do it mainline. They could just yeah, do look side at game. Umbrella Corpse. Oh, well, I mean, that's a different experience altogether. <laughs> I'm looking at a tombstone. <laughs> <for> weird. <laughs> something else to consider as well is that um, you know, Capcom is very privy to how people receive their games as opposed to how they sell. Um, and I say that because when they were talking about, uh, I believe it was talking about Resident Evil, they said like they would rather receive a low scored game, or I'm sorry, uh, uh, not low scored. They would rather receive a game that was reviewed highly well but didn't sell as well than to receive a very highly sold game that was reviewed poorly. Mm. And I think that's mostly in reflection to like RE6. RE6. Yeah. It's sold yeah. a lot, you know, over, over the time that it's been released and re-released, right? But you know, it's it's a game that people either really like it or really hate it. Well, in defense of RE6, though, it was coming off the coattails of RE5, so that uh, right. didn't help either. Where unlike no. Seven, no, you know, it's literally just a start of a dare I say new beginning. So gradually, it did become what it is now. Well, and and yeah. even that with like RE7 from my understanding it's like there there is um, even the people that do like it aren't too fond of some of the, the story decisions that they made with that game and didn't really like everything that they d did with that game which you know I was kind of surprised by because most of what I what I had seen uh, when that game was coming out was people giving it 9s and 10s and acting like it was a flawless game but they do know, that with every game point. now to be fair yeah so so as far as um so as far as like that goes, I guess like um, having that all taken into consideration, um, you know, we could see them go into a completely different direction again, uh, you know, for better or for worse. That's so just a wait and see type of deal. It's Capcom I, logic to me. It's yeah, it is keep, not consistent. I, I do keep making the joke though that uh, by Resident Evil 10, I can't wait to play uh, Resident Evil the RPG because uh, if we could just keep getting genre changes. Uh, <laughs> I'm not I, know, I mean, RE10. I, it's, I'm, I'm sure Chris is gonna. He's gonna be the main lead, like in his mid sixties, waving his senior citizen's badge and just exactly, doing it's, yeah. It's like, know, and it'd be like, eh, it's Resident <laughs> Evil. You know, the, the closest thing to a Resident Evil RPG would actually be the Revelations games because how much you no know, doohickey you could do in that, in those games by comparison yeah, to the mainline. Yeah, good shit. I mean, especially about Rev Two. Yeah, it's not bad. It's about as close to two already. Yeah, yeah, they already kind of for it on that. It's not yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, it's Capcom logic. I mean, RE7 was also getting sevens from what I remember in eights. That's the general medium I saw. And then for sales, they have measured franchises on sales before. Like, you, you know how many times they have said like, oh, I don't know about doing a sequel to DMC or some shit like that. We got to wait and see how these remasters do or logic like that. So it's weird. I, I think they're in a different place now where they can have more creative freedom, but the problem is once again just the content so and the replay value, which is what they need to work on. I think but, once they do that, everything will be flawless. Like I wouldn't have any problems with their games. Just the general problem with Capcom is that they're never consistent because they could be really good and eh, or no bottom of the barrel, you know. They're never yeah. consistent. I know it's like a general thing with any, anything, but with them specifically, though, like 
Like, they're not, never, mm. and never consistent. Mm. I, I would defend would... them and say a lot of their pretty not rubbish ones, a lot of them have been outsourced to some degree. I, would, I, would, I, would I mean, even them. then, so like, still, like, goes on um, with the point of it, you know, not being consistent with their um, quality and products or decision making, you know? It's a whole nother yeah. debate. They're, but... they're not as bad as Square Enix, but they're still, they're still, you know, pretty bad. It, it's yeah, a whole... sh- you would expect better, yeah. Yeah, it's a whole nother debate, but I would say Golden Era, they were pretty much fine. This era is just ranges between either good or eh, but. I don't know. It's I, better it, than last era. It's, yes, it's, it's better yeah, than last one. Like, the, the 2010s of Capcom. The 2010s PS3 era, that was just... If you want to talk inconsistent, that's the point you want to the, go to. That's it. The dark age of Capcom. The depression arc of Capcom. Mega Man <laughs> didn't have a game for like <laughs> 10 years. Like... Dude, that was literally the depression arc. I thought Capcom had forever killed Devil May Cry. They came out with a lot of shit after shit too. Like they had such a streak of garbage happening. It, was just it will the... be a chapter in a book one day if it isn't already. It's just the outsourcing. <laughs> you know, the weird oh. thing is too is that between that we had games like uh, Revelations, where like they would put out something that's actually not that bad or actually really good, and they would try to put it on like platforms that like okay, like yeah, maybe there would be a small player base, but it's like to the DS. What are you fucking doing like. Put it out to the masses. The 2012 was that weird year because they released three games and two of the three was... Oh! Yeah. yeah. Now, in hindsight, one was better than the other, obviously, but still, that was not a good year for Capcom. ORC and what... Um, RE6 and Revelations. RE6. Yeah. And Revelations 1 all came out in the same year. That's insane, uh, dude. And then, surprisingly enough, uh, I don't know when Mercenaries 3D came out, but Came out a year before, I believe, or two years before. Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah, it was. Japan, and then like in 2013 in in the West for digital markets or something like that. But, um, but yeah, that was like another game where it's, it wasn't that bad. But like, they didn't do anything with it outside of the 3DS release, and it's like, it's oh, a, shame. Here's a missed opportunity. Like, yeah, yeah it, it came out in 2011. 2011, yeah. 2011, okay, yeah. But um, that being said, though, uh, we should probably get wrapping up soon because holy shit, we've been here for three hours. Well, it's national lockdown. I've got nowhere else better to be. This is what happens when we diverge and go long, and that was a good discussion. This is Resident Evil. It's it's RE4. Like literally, there's a lot of things to talk about. Especially expected this to take a while. Especially remake. Or so much rich history. Yep. Yeah. So let's but, do outros. Yeah, Bio Devil Slog. Um, go um, outro yourself, please. Well, I've got. Called me Bio Devil Slot. <laughs> that's because he did call you that. Bio Devil Slot. Let's go. Oh, that's oh, it's even oh, that's better. That's uh, an improvement. Yeah, you guys can find me as Bio Devil underscore Dom on YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Um, I need to get back to streaming Persona Three, and I'm also trying to work on a bunch of Resident Evil script and stuff so yeah all right um black shadow yeah uh you can find me uh yeah youtube black shadow 993 also on twitch at uh twitch.tv slash black underscore shadow underscore 993 and i'm sure you'll see me on this podcast very 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 soon all right all right devil hunter james outro yourself we're gonna find you and all that jazz you can just find me on twitter at dev hunter james and probably on future podcasts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good. All right.
King Chicken, now. Uh, I'll show yourself. Um, you can find me at twitch.tv slash warden shepherd and seven, or you can find me on Twitter at queen chicken seven. And uh, Renegade, I'll try yourself. Shut up. So, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at rentoperative underscore. You can find me on YouTube at Renegade Operative. Uh, I'm going to try to get this uploaded as soon as possible tomorrow because I know. Shut up, dog. I, I know tomorrow <laughs> is the um, anniversary for RE4, so that would be the best time to get it up. But it is three hours, so just bear with me. Okay. You can find me on Twitter at Immortal Brando, Twitch at Sir Brando, and everything else is none of business. And a big special thanks to um, Nicki Minaj, I mean Nicki Catatonic, and um, Avalanche Reviews for um, stopping by. And yeah, everybody who watches this, please sit through it. And we know it's long, but it's really, really, really a wonderful podcast we had today. Even with divergence, though, it's something that you should listen. And so many of you made this far, obviously, you are listening. <laughs> um and also the best version of Resident Evil 4 is on the Zebo. Play that version. I oh. make segments for this so that people can just, you know, skip through the questions and come back to it when, you know. We didn't you know. even do like alternate versions like Resident Evil on the fucking iPhones or Engage or whatever the Look, fuck that version. It's already three thirty oh. in the morning here, for the love of God. The mobile version. I'm just gonna say it just looks trash. Like whatever you play RE4 on, <laughs> do not play that version, please. Yeah, play the Zebo version. It's perfectly okay. Oh no, man, the graphics, dude. I I is just can't. Which version? Uh, hmm? yes, yes, RE4 yes, is on Switch. If it's gonna be on the go, get that one instead. Why? I, I, one more thing. Like I heard people say that the best version, quote unquote, is the one that was on the Wii. Now I haven't played this version, but I assume motion controls. So maybe yeah, I'll it's custom it motion controls. Like if you want to play a good version of um RE4, play that one. But keep in mind now, it it, it is an eyesore to look at it. <laughs> so um, keep that in mind. But yes, like for motion controls, that's definitely a good version to play. You could play on the Wii or the Wii U if you have one. So. Keep that in mind. And I assume Switch is just like that particular version and it's not even similar. No, the Switch doesn't have the, at least I don't think have like the motion controls, but if it does though, I don't think it'd be as good as the Wii version because they're using different type of sensor. Oh yeah. Bro, this Zebo shit is a bad dream. <laughs> Hold on, post it real- What the fuck? <laughs> that man, is- Shimmy like Frankenstein, like what the fuck? That is like RE4 and JPEG. My guy, what the hell, dude? Is this the, can- <laughs> is this the-, is this the Game Boy version? <laughs> it's like the canceled PS1 version, if that ever happened. Oh, oh, oh. Jeez, uh, that's oh, a disservice to the PS1. music on that version? <laughs> I've done it again. bad this looks. What is that trumpet playing in the background? It's my heart. Anyway, stay thank safe, you for everyone. I think this yes, podcast please. is over. Yeah. Please go, stay safe. Go, go. Stay at home. Don't do anything too don't, outrageous. Don't we'll get on very, COVID very parasites. Whatever. Wear a go. damn mask. Save yourself. Yeah, seriously, Take wear a mask. Especially in the US. You people are stupid. Deborah yeah. has a big, big ass <laughs> in Shut RE6. Up, I love it. Big giant. Goodbye, peach. everyone. Uh.